So before you're going to America, were you maybe thinking of doing Super 2 like Cam or, or was there just this weird thing where you're like, it's a great opportunity? Because I remember hitting you up on Instagram going, going, what are you doing in America? And I was like writing all these random teams yeah. and there's me in my head going, oh, he's signed with Team Penske. He's the next Scott McLaughlin. Oh, he's racing for Andretti. And you're just like, oh, nah, man, you're just playing it off. And I was like, the McIlray, the McIlray thing was just a complete spanner in the works. It was. I think, I, you know, I probably wasn't overly subtle that I was going to work. Yeah. I was over there in America. I was just tripping around. So then just enjoying myself, really. Yeah. Except down, we, yeah, we did have a hidden agenda, but yeah. no one thought that was Porsche. No. Everyone's straight away thinking oh you're going over there to do indie light sort of thing or yeah. indie car usf sort of thing that's that's straight away to what everyone thinks so yeah that was a, yeah i know everyone's thinking oh yeah he's looking at the states and then yeah when it came out the the portion i think that was a little bit left of field but it kind of makes sense now you know about it yeah are you going to be roommates with hunter or are you just going to get your own place nah he's um i, I like to say roommates with will power so yeah, hunter, <laughs> hunter lives in indy so he's yeah. i'm going to be based in mooresville um which is just north of charlotte north yeah, carolina that's so. where all the car that's Correct. where all the teams are 39 Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to On The Couch With Hooli. This is Australia's number one motorsports podcast, where we interview motorsport personalities from all sides of the track, both locally and internationally. Whether it's two or four wheels, flat or dirt tracks, we get to know their stories. Hang on, Hooli. I just want to point out some key information for our listeners. What makes this podcast different is your host, Hooli, is a racing champion himself. That's definitely true. I ask the questions others might miss who don't have the experience behind the wheel. And a big kicker that makes us so different from the others is we're not here to get the latest headlines. Yes, we cannot emphasise that enough. We want to hear stories, lessons learned, challenges faced, the highs and lows, but we don't want to bully, pester or in general be assholes to our guests. Well, that's enough from us. So let's get into it and hear it from our next guest, Beyond the Helmet. On today's episode of On the Couch with Hooli, we've got Tom Sargent. Tommy is an exceptional talent both on and off the track, building trucks with his dad to racing and winning championships in both Formula Fords and Porsches. Tom recently made a name for himself winning the Bathurst Six Hour outright with his mentor and now supercars driver, Cameron Hill. We were lucky to interview Tom before he set off to the U.S., to drive for McIlroy Racing in the 2023 Porsche Cup North American Series. Tommy brought the banter and told us some hilarious stories both on and off the track that you don't want to miss. Anyways, that's enough from me, so let's hear it from the man himself, Tom Sargent. So we are, we're live, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right, cool. Hang on a second. Cool. All right, first off, Tommy, how have you been? It's been pretty good, thanks. It's been a... <laughs> A pretty full-on year, but it's been awesome. How about you? Yeah, been pretty good. Um, just obviously, you're obviously in season three now. By the way, if people obviously listening from season two, we just had Cameron Hill and George Elliott, and um, you had Cameron Hill obviously mentor you for heaps, heaps long. Like since when did he actually start mentoring you? Well, uh, five years ago, really. Yeah. Um, when I started Formula Ford, pretty yeah. much. So I, I had nothing to do with him in karts. I kind of knew of him, and then it started in Formula Ford yeah. five years ago, two thousand eighteen, I think it was. Yeah. So four years ago. <laughs> well, before we get into the racing chat, I want to actually know like a bit of your backstory. So, you know, how, do you know how your parents met? Any weird stories? Ooh. Do you have any weird <laughs> characters, character stories from the, the sergeant family or anything? Um, 
To be honest, <laughs> I don't actually know how my parents. Actually, no, I do. No, um, dad was dad's dad's family business has been concrete, so it's been Tegra Australia. So, um, that's almost sixty years old. It's coming up very soon. So, um, mm. dad's been concreting for a long, long time. He he started off life as a chippy and then you know, carpenter and concrete and out. So, um, he actually was. Go on a job site, looking, mm. um, looking, looking at what, what was going to happen. And my mum was a town planner at the time, so yeah. she was there as well. And that's how they met. So they met in Young. Um, dad, Dad was born in Harden, which is just um, the town across from Young, not far away. But Mum's a Sydney resident. She was born in Randwick. Uh, yeah, so, right. Yeah, so she was. Um, she's moved out from the big city into Young. So um, that's how they met. And then a few years later, I was I, I myself, and mm. then uh, my younger brother Josh as well. He's three years younger than me. So yeah. Right. Um, I didn't yeah. even know you had a brother. Yeah, I have a young brother, Josh. So, um, he, he's kind of, I don't know, the, the dark horse, maybe the family. Yeah. Um, he he did racing yeah. when he was a bit younger. So he he started at seven years old, just like me, uh, just like I did. Uh, he did karting for five years or something. Yeah, did did reasonably well. He was, he was uh, we called him the F1 driver, really. He yeah. was, every time he'd finish a race, he'd come in. And you wouldn't see him again until the start of the next race and he'd magically just reappear <laughs> and then race sort of thing. So he was more there for the social and the fun side of it sort of thing. So um, a, fair, a few years back, you know, four or five years back, he decided that, you know, karting was just not kind of his thing. So he took a step back and then uh, went on to school and stuff. And now he's now he's just finished school this year, mm-hmm. uh, year 12. So he um, we, we kind of raced together all over the countryside. I was obviously the class above him normally just due to the age bracket. So we raced together. Um, club days, state nationals, and stuff, and um, yeah, he, he did pretty well. He, in, in your karting, though, was it? Were you in the karting Australia era, or the K, or sorry, the Australian Karting Association, the doing era, or the one before it? Or were you like in between as you were? I was through? kind of a little bit in between. I was. Um, I, I I I miss the, the what's happened at the moment with the disaffiliation of the um, karting New South Wales and karting Australia. I missed that, mm. but I was yeah, I was that little bit of that doing area. So that's kind of when I kind of started to get to national level was that that era when they bought in the I-Armies and stuff like that. So I did yeah. one race with a Clubman engine yeah, okay. um, on MGs and that was kind of a test run for the next year and that's when they bought in the I-Armies. So I was kind of around that era. So I started, I had the Comas back in the day. Yeah. I actually started with a J in, in midgets. Yeah, right. Which, was this you, 2009 or eight? Or two oh, then, or tw- nine? Nine, yeah. I think it was nine. So, um, yeah, I started with a J, yeah, and that was the most you would, as you would know, with a restrictor about this size in it, <laughs> did not work. So and those things are slow as anyway. Oh, <laughs> so I persevered with a J for a while, and then eventually threw that over the bridge and and got a coma, yeah, and then did a lot of coma racing. Man, they were good engines. And yeah. then um, from you know, did a few years in midgets and or cadets, whatever you want to call them these days, and then moved on to rookies. Did a couple of years in rookies juniors and then I finished um in K three junior was kind of and Pro Tour was my thing I did. I did one senior race in K three senior, which was my uh was just at my birthday. So it was the Canberra Cup mm. um or AC two titles, whatever they called it, I forget. Um that's what was my last did one one off senior race and that was my last karting race a few years ago. Yeah, right. So you've done like how many years of karting? Was it five or six or Oh, it was a fair bit actually. It was nine, yeah. eight or nine. And have you, have you worked for your dad? During what, since so, you were young? Or? Yeah, so I was, I always helped out uh, with dad when I could. So mainly our karting, it was just occupied basically everything. So I didn't have much time there. But then probably more during COVID kind of era, I started to help out a bit more. Um, I finished school around that time. I think I finished, I finished school basically when COVID came in was my last year of year 12. 
Mm. So I um, basically started working with dad. I did a year where I worked for Tegra um, for a year during COVID. That's when I built the, that's when we built the race truck, um, yep. our race truck we have at the moment. That's when we built that. That's getting um, overused, by the way. Everyone's <laughs> wanting to use it, it looks like. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. It was a, a silly project that we thought we'd attempt yeah. at work <laughs> over a week, over the weekend, yeah. which ended up taking many weekends, about two years worth of weekends. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was a seriously big job. Yeah. Didn't, uh, you, didn't you and Lachlan outgrow another truck to build that truck? Is that how it happened? Yeah. It was like. We had, well, the CHE always had the, the green truck, which we called Kermit, yeah. which we ran around in. That's what Cameron used, um, Formula Ford and Lachlan used, and we ran around in that. And then um, we kind of got to the stage where we were like, we kind of need to do something a little bit better, um, kind of get it, yeah. a bit more of a profile sort of thing. So that's when Dad found a, a truck at 2 a.m. in the morning in um, in Melbourne. Yeah. Ridiculously cheap. It was just a, a pan van truck used for bag wheel karting. Mm. So dad's dad's looked at it and then he's like, he rang him up and said, "Oh, is, you know, is this is this is this true? Because it seems to be too good to be true." Mm. And old mate said, "Yeah, yeah." And um, dad said, "Okay, I'll be over there this afternoon." So dad plucked me out of school at three o'clock yeah. on a Friday afternoon. We drove down to Melbourne, met him there at eight o'clock the next morning or something in Melbourne, and then um, looked around at it. And dad's like, "Yeah, we'll take that." So we grabbed it basically straight away because we knew if we didn't there, it was thousands of other people that would have had it. Mm. So we grabbed it. Took it home and then kind of, we kind of looked at it and thinking, oh, "What do we do now?" <laughs> like we didn't think this far in front, yeah. So we were like, "Oh, okay." So Cameron Hill was saying in the last season that he's been like, "Your dad's a bit of a fiend for like my one hundred five, where he just oh, goes through things and buys things at yeah. random times." He is. He's the worst for it. He's he he has sleep apnea for sure. Like he yeah. just doesn't sleep. Like. So he's constantly up at two, three, or four o'clock in the morning, which is when all the bargains seem to come on. When yeah. people, are, so before other people have woken up, he's kind of like, "Good, found that. I'll buy that sort of thing." So he's super bad for it. The truck's a prime example of that. Um, so yeah. and, and the, the BMW, the BMW, yeah. which we will get to. Yes, that's, that's another prime example of that. But um, so yeah, we we bought this truck home and then thought, oh, okay. So yeah. we've kind of now, what are we going to do? So we over two years' time, we built this race truck. We bought a tailgate lifter out of. Holland, I think it was, or Belgium, wherever it came from, yeah. put that on. And then we were kind of, you know, not sure what we really wanted to do. We tried to make it as multi, multi-purpose multi as possible, really. So, we, you know, we made it so it fit three Formula Fords or two two cars. It's got a front little room there. It's got a shower, a couple of beds. Just mm. kind of, you know, like I said, as diverse yeah. as we could to try and fit everything. So, I, I, think, I think we did a pretty good job. It was it was really good for me, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, you helped build the truck? Yeah, so well. dad, yeah, okay. yeah, it was kind of dad and I and my brother Josh. We kind of did it wherever we could. So we built it out of our shed in Young, yeah. which is super, super hard when you don't have the resources really. You know, we couldn't just go down the street and get anything because Young wasn't big enough to, you know, we had a mitre 10, which yeah. was not really very great yeah. for what we wanted to do. So I, I learned a lot from that. I had never welded before. So dad said there's only one way to learn, which is to do it. So I welded the, all everything in the truck. I welded myself. Uh, I did all the wiring and everything like that. Just just kind of self-taught sort of thing. Cause, How old were you then? Uh, this is like just, just Yeah, just, this would have been 16, 17. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, 16, 17, 18, around that. Yeah. Um, did you so, you do you grow up? Have you grown up on a farm? Like, no. Or? So we, I lived in town in Young, uh, yeah, but okay. we've owned a lot of farmland. We got um we got a farm out at Hard and then a farm out at Jugiong, yeah. uh, which we own. So I've did I did a lot of harvest stuff. Um, not much animal stuff, more just crop and stuff we did. So 
I've kind of felt like I'm a bit of a farm kid at the same yeah. time. I'm definitely country kid, obviously. So you're more so not grown up in the PlayStation life is what, you know what I mean? Correct. Like most kids just like myself grow up with a PlayStation, but your dad's obviously taught you, you know, to, to like teach yourself as you grow up t- for what you'll learn in real life. Is that what Craig's taught Pretty you? Pretty much. It was very much like that. He was very much a hands-on doing kind of person. He was the same when he was a kid ever since he was – uh, they didn't have P- PlayStations back then, but yeah. um, <laughs> nor did they have electricity, I don't think. But, um, <laughs> he was he was always the same. He was getting out there. Ever since he was young, he did the exact same thing. He was you know worked with his dad um, where they where they built Tegra really hmm. um, and did that. So he always wanted to do the same. He was a very hands-on person and thought and tried to pass that on to Josh and I. So I'm very grateful for that. I think I'll, I can competently weld now, whether that's MIG, stick or, or TIG, you know, sort hmm. of thing. I can do that. I'm... I can wire pretty much you know, most things, um, <laughs> basic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, lights and stuff like that. You know, if I had to wire up a heater or something like that, that's fine. I can do that. Yeah. So I learned so much from that experience of building the truck. You know, there was a lot of times where I thought this was, you know, if it's 45 degrees, this is pretty shit. <laughs> but you know, I, I was at the time, like I said, I didn't think it was great, but now I'm, I think I'm very better, you know, yeah, better yeah, off yeah. for it. And I, lo- I know so much more and I can carry that through. So, it was great. Like I said, I, I, I didn't actually – I did a welding course, mm. but that wasn't until after I finished the truck. Wow. So, I, so I, you learnt before you did, went to school. I just used YouTube. Yeah, YouTube <laughs> and the internet was great. I just get there and, and, and just welded and welded. And I did so much welding that I, I actually got not too bad by the end. I, <laughs> I kind of went to welding class and I, I thought, hmm, I actually <laughs> I wish I kind of knew some of this beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a bit worried. But no, everything's held together so far. So yeah. we're going good. But um, it was, yeah, great experience and 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 something that I'm you know, very thankful that we did. Yeah. Can you actually go back to your karting days a bit? Can you tell me about your first – do you remember your first go-kart? Was it a Cosmic or was it a certain chassis? So did you I, actually have a favourite chassis and a favourite kart at, at a point? I pretty much did. So I had my first cart was an AX9, yep. brand new. And we bought a brand new AX9, the brand new suit, the brand new helmet, yeah. um, the brand new Yamaha J, which, as you know, any brand new Yamaha was useless, yeah. let alone when you made it a midget. <laughs> yeah. So that was just a mistake. But everything else was great. So I had, a, I had an AX9 cart, absolutely awesome cart. They were, they were kind of new at the time. I think I think they just progressed from the AX6. Yeah. So they were they were pretty. So was I this was, the white one, the white version? No, AX, no. Like, I had um or the blue, blue version. Yes. The blue version. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was. She was. She was pretty yeah. mad. So I, yeah, at the time, <laughs> I, I tried to explain. I tried to explain to Brooke about all these carts, and she's like, "That's great. It's just a go kart." Yeah. I'm like, "No, no, no. There's <laughs> a certain, there's a certain go kart, and a certain way it looks, certain way it drives." Hundred percent. And I, I, yeah, at the time, I had no bloody idea. But as yeah. I went on and get more carts, it worked out. They're all very different. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I started off in AX9. Like I said, I ran around Grenfell and Orange and stuff like that. Got third in my first ever race meeting, believe it or not. Um, there yeah. may have only been three in the race, but that's <laughs> by the by. So yeah. I was I was pathetically slow. Yeah. I really was. I I I know the guy that gave me my OT, George Thompson. I still know him. He was there at Phillip Island when I won the championship at the end of the year. Yeah. I, I said to him, I said, there was no way in hell I should have got my license. Like I yeah. was so slow. I ran Grenfell. You know, we did in the ends we were doing in cadets, we were doing I did 36 was the best I did, 36 flat. I yep. remember that, that to the day. Um, that was the lap record at the time. And at the time, I couldn't even crack a minute 36. I was so slow. Wow. I will still remember to the day the first time I ever saw the start, saw the start because back in the day, they just had the Australian flag. They waved. Yeah, yeah, I remember I that. Never saw the, I never saw the Australian flag. Yeah. So I remember the first day I came back, I said to mum, I, I finally saw the start. And that was like after a year. So I was 
like I said, I was horribly slow. I shouldn't have had a license, but I took the time. And I think mum was probably grateful for that. I was so slow that I was such a nuisance. Did you train yourself or did you go with any like coaches or anything? Did you get any guidance at all in go-karts at the I got got guidance at the end there. I went with Tom Williamson for the last two years of pro, uh, last two years I did a a pro tour. I went with Tom Williamson. Um, I kind of had Brett Staples. I kind of did stuff with there um, for the, couple of years before that mm. um but at the start it was all just dad and i and just out of a go-kart <laughs> trail and just traveling around the country really correct yeah. yeah so we just ran around just him and i until until josh until josh came on the scene mm. uh, so we just did that i remember <laughs> i'll never forget we were at um we were at dubbo and yeah. i was uh, probably you know maybe fifth or sixth race of the year up at dubbo we were um everyone i had still had my j on and all the guys had their comas and i was just getting lapped every two yeah. laps I was just useless. So yeah, all, you had an F2 engine while they had an F1 yeah, engine. Yeah, pretty much, man. I, I probably had an F4. I had a former Ford engine, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, all the coma dads come up and they said, they said, oh, give the kid half a chance, pull the restrictor out. Yeah. And dad's thinking, dad's like, oh, he didn't know much about it really. He yeah. thought, oh, everyone's saying pull the restrictor out. Nah, we'll, we'll pull the restrictor out of it. So we pulled the restrictor out. <laughs> I didn't get lapped anymore because yeah. it turned it into a, a junior motor. Yeah, right. So, I, I'd go down the straight and I'd pass everyone down the straight and then get to the corner and waffle around and everyone pass me. Yeah. And I'd get to the straight and hose <laughs> everyone again. So it was a bit, it was a little bit funny at the time. Uh, the, the officials didn't find it funny, as yeah. you'd expect. They came <laughs> back and we got a very stern talking to and then the restrictor went back in after yeah. that. I noticed Kate from Wakefield Park's a big supporter of yours. Was she there during the, your early days? No, she or came in um, probably a bit more towards the end, probably about middle, I, I believe. She was, she's a flaggy at Grenfell. Yeah, uh, right. So her, Does she still do it? Like, does she still go no, to that club or not really? She, no, I think she's done a couple since I've kind of moved on, but not really. She's she's quite flat out with what she's doing. She's got, she does the mainly, she bloody well manages all of, did, Lakefields, yeah. Lakefields flagging, and then she does every event. She's always at Bathurst, all those type of things. She's absolutely great. Her and um, her husband, Brian, uh, Craig, sorry, Craig, yeah. Craig um, <laughs> uh, um yeah, they yeah. um they always do that. So I always see them all the time at the racetrack. Absolutely lovely people. They're very supportive of me since back in karting. Yeah, they watched me. Uh, so it was yeah, lovely people. But Does, um, is there many drivers that come out of young or like yourself? Like, is there we, any other, is there any ones like that you're racing even in Formula Four that have come out? I mean, I know there's Zach Bates and stuff, but is there much around? Like, we'll go to your Instagram guys, like the, the eight blokes. What is it? The few, few blokes. blokes. I keep calling it eight blokes no, because no. it says eight on the following. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get confused with it. Well, all. there's eight few blokes. So yeah, there's, there's the few blokes. Uh, the closest person to me would be Ollie in Orange. Yeah. Okay. So uh, ba- Bathurst. Sorry, Bathurst. Yeah. yeah. He'll oh, so up. he lives in Bathurst. Yeah, he'll he? get upset that I called it from Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I just say he's from Orange. Um, so uh, yeah, he's the closest to me. So none of them are really around it. The, the people you would probably know: John McCorkendale from Young. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Crutcher, who runs in the TA2 series. Hugh and Ian McAllister, that own the Ford dealership in Young, also run the TA2 series. Wow. So there's actually a fair few coming out of your area couple, racing. Yeah. Um, Michael Ricketts, who just runs around his Pulsar. They've got Canellis that's there as well. There's a couple. They they're more um you know um. Jackson Delamont does the Speedway as well. Um, yeah. Did the oh, speedway. that's right. I forgot about it. I see. I used to race Jackson back yes, in the day. Yes, he was. Yeah. So He's a same. bit of a gasser though. He likes to go yeah. fast in the he sprint does, car. He does. He was awesome in the sprint car. Does he still do it anymore? Do he, does, he does. He does. But he's yeah. kind of like leaning towards watching the Parramatta Reels and then racing the sprint car when he wants. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like watching yeah. his team suffer. Then when his team suffers, he goes back to <laughs> racing his sprint car. Yeah, sounds about right, man. <laughs> those guys are next level, those Speedway guys. Oh, yeah. They're just – when you go see Speedway, I'm thinking – 
Those guys are insane. They got, <laughs> they got to have a screw loose with them. That's basically what Brooke said. At the same time, I see some of them. Like we've seen some of the midgets that I'm like, oh, that looks tempting. I don't know what it is about it, but you do. But have you ever thought? Have you ever wanted to do it? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's. I reckon Top Fuel and Speedway. Those guys have got something wrong with them to be able to do that. <laughs> they're the most insane thing. Like you have a look at Speedway. They they'll clip some. Or they they won't. I had a mate, Robbie Seaton, who works on my, who's been my you know, yeah. kind of number one mechanic for all year, used to do sprint cars, and he's he uh, had a serious crash, and I, I watched I watched it, and he tells me about it. All he did literally he was going along, mm. he was sideways as they do, yeah. um, and he had um he was starting to get pretty close to the top, and he so he's lifted off, and he's lifted off too much, and the tire deflated, and the rim grabbed the ground and hurled him out through the crowd. No I'm like, way. I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't ever do anything wrong. Literally, you just yeah. overcooked it. So got off the gas, got off the gas too much. Yeah. And the tire, the rim bit into the ground and off and he then, went. I'm thinking. That sounds like the yeah, power that's, of the dirt. That's, like <laughs> the guy said, you got to be able to read the dirt or you don't know what's going to happen out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> constantly sends me videos of them, you know, Speedway guys, they get up and they hit the wall literally and they slingshot them yeah. down the yeah. track off the wall. I'm thinking. You guys are mad. Like, no no way in hell. And, <laughs> and Lachlan Manif, obviously, um, his brother Ashton Manif's just started sprint cars yeah. as well and he's yeah. 16. Oh, no, I know. I think he's nuts. He's, he's, <laughs> he hasn't even got his L's. Has he got his L's yet? He just got them, yeah. He's just, so he's like, he's like, oh, I've done it on the sim. I'm good to go. I'm thinking, nah, you've got yeah, you've got something wrong with you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got it. Like, those guys have got 900 horsepower or whatever on dirt. Yeah. Unbelievable. So. And, uh, isn't the brake disc like really small too? Like they struggle to stop yeah, in a so way? Yeah, because they're direct drive. They've only got the inboard brake disc, which is about the same size as your AX9 disc, I reckon. Yeah, right. So the go-kart. <laughs> don't stop at all. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, yeah. No, I don't know. There's just next level, those guys. So a yeah, right. whole lot of respect for them, F1 and rally car drivers. Yeah. So we'll go back to your mum a bit. You said she was a town planner. I don't, what is that? Is that because obviously you're in it from a town and I'm from the big I'm from the big smoke as everyone likes <laughs> to say. They have town planners here down in Sydney. Do they? Yep. Yeah, so. yeah, right. I thought it was like what is she, I thought it was if, not, the, not the president like the. No, you know no. I mean? like the, <laughs> nah, if she watches it, she's probably going to kill me because I probably don't really know very well. Yeah. So she's been a town planner ever since I can remember. Um, so town planners, like like Brooke said, uh, they're yeah. everywhere. So they they're the people. I, we call them dad makes fun of them tells mum all mum does is say no to people so, yeah. <laughs> so if you want you send your you go to council and say you want to do something you take your DA in yep. council um, mum's the person will come back and say no so, yeah right so she's got a job to say no <laughs> yeah she's good at it so she's always putting conditions on things like I said yeah. she'll, she'll hate me if I say this but, <laughs> does she so, put conditions on your racing though? no, 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 no. She's, she's pretty good at that but um, yeah so her job's to go through she goes through the, the, the plans and stuff and says you know uh, whether or not you're allowed to do this provides constructive criticism, helps kind of make things so that it, it, complies, it complies with the law, I guess. So yeah. that's her job. So she's um yeah she's done that for a long, long time. Still mm. does it, and that's how yeah, mum and dad met in young. Yeah, right. Well, with you, obviously, we'll get get onto later in the podcast. You've gone to America, but recently that came out in the news is your mate of one of the few blokes, nearly said eight blokes again. Zach signing up to a supercars team. Was that um? Was that? Did you know that was coming on? Like, do you know with these eight blokes what they're doing next? Well, we're we're pretty really? well communicated, us guys. So I I, I kind of knew about it. I knew yeah. about it for for uh, for a little bit. That I, to be honest, I knew I didn't know it was a hundred percent. I knew that's what he was working towards, and he was making trying to make the deal happen. So absolutely awesome. That's that's a great for him. I kind of you know the moment. I yeah you know, he a moment I got word that he was selling his eighty six I'm like the man's got a plan so <laughs> straight to him so what's the go here Zach and um, I spoke to his mum 
uh, Ali and his dad, um, yeah. Rick, sort of thing, and got, kind of got the lowdown. They said what they were trying to do, and I said, that's awesome. So to see it was announced, I was like, that's great for him. He'll do, he'll do really well. That that man can steer. I'll give you that. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know everyone says that he's got it in the in the blood and he in does. In the DNA. Um, <laughs> that's funny talking to him. He's They always, on the commentary, they're always like, every time it rains, for example, or it's slick, they're like uh, greasy. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, Zach will have this covered. You know, he's, you know, he's, all this time on dirt and stuff. The kid's never driven a rally car on dirt in his life sort of thing. So yeah. it's really funny. He always gets frustrated. He's like, he's like, I've never driven you know, on dirt. So they always relate this to me, obviously, because of his cousins yeah. and his family. So, um, but no, it's really good to see that. That's awesome for him. That's a great team. It's, it, it's good to see that he's going, he's doing it and he's doing it with the right, with, you know, with a good yeah. team and he's got great support there. So, It'd be interesting to see how he goes. He doesn't. He doesn't talk. I mean, I know Harry likes to talk a lot, but Zach's kind of the the Kimi Raikkonen version. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he kind of just goes, he kind of grunts and then goes, yeah, yeah, whatever, and then just goes and just drives really quick. Do you know he, what I mean? He's he's very yeah. He's very shy and quiet sort of thing. You got to get to know him. It's interesting trying to get him, trying to get the eight few blokes together. Yeah. Is honestly, it's like trying to move the world. It's the hardest thing you could ever possibly try and do. I don't know. I swear we've got that busy lives that. The moment you can get seven of us, but you can never get eight. So <laughs> when we go out in Canberra, sometimes we try, you know, try and get Zach, and he he'll come out. Um, and when he, yeah, we'll go to Power Cart Raceway, and he's a gun at Power Cart Raceway. Yeah, Don't right. Oh, so you love the high cars? Yeah, we get on the high cars. Is, is it is it petrol fueled or electric? No, it is electric. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Because so. Brooks had experience in the electric go karts. Oh, so her, much fun. That's her. That's her <laughs> racing career at the moment. She's actually she picked up six seconds in four. In no, no, four no, se- fourteen seconds. Fourteen no, seconds. I was, I was too cautious the first. You know, you do like they give you like eight minute runs or whatever. Yes. I did the first, then you get the second, and then the third. And almost got qualified for the shifter cars, but I didn't use the boosters things. Oh. Do you guys have the boosters? No, no, we're not that high end. So no. they had this in Tassie though. This is crazy in Tassie. It was like an Tassie. indoor outdoor mm. section, and they had the little booster points. But I was just trying to get. I was said to downloading the race lines and figured that out. out. Yeah, that. and then doing that, and then I was like, all right, I got this. And then to come in, they're like, you just missed it. I'm like, oh, Dan's like, you didn't use the booster points. So I was like, shit. <laughs> in Tas- Tasmania, should be, it's should like for another 14 seconds. That'd yeah, be impressive. she was fast. She. Could have got fun. There. But then she would have got to the point where she's never driven a manual, but I'm going to teach her a manual, right? Yeah, I'd so teach her. I would have got to the shifters and been like, oh, I'm in trouble yeah. now. <laughs> put you in the form of the forward. Go from there. If I you know. Fit. You're very tall. so <laughs> He <laughs> put me in his historic and I was like, I can't move. I'm literally stuck. You remind me, yeah, probably like Zach Lobko, our form of forward. He's like, I swear yeah. he's seven foot. He says he's not, but he's like trying to jam him into a seat. You'd be the same probably. Yeah, yeah. Get in there. Is that the broad shoulders? I was like, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to your Formula Ford racing, but yeah, you just said Zach. So you're te- are you teaching? Obviously now you're going to America and whatnot. But were you teaching this year the guys in your cars that you were for Cameron when Cameron couldn't make it? How was that whole racing team working this year? So I had a bit of a hand in that. So I was I like to call myself official truck driver. Yeah. So <laughs> I not even drove, driver coach. No. Just, so <laughs> I, I, my job is, and I took a lot of pride in. I felt was was to get the truck to the track on time and presentable. So. Being, you know, being our truck sort of thing, I took that on. Um, I thought that was that was my job. I thought that this would be good for me. So every race meeting or every Formula Ford event, except for a couple where I was away, mm. I took the truck there. I even drove them to all my Porsche events. Yeah. Um, the only truck, the only Porsche event I didn't drive the truck to was Phillip Island and Adelaide at the end of the year here. Yeah. I flew because my brother had never been. So dad was like, I'm taking Josh. So other than that, I drove it everywhere. So I would, um, I, I, man, did I love it. Like, if if a real racing in Queensland Raceway or Warwick or something like that, I was like, great. I get 14 hours to myself, do whatever <laughs> I want, you know what I mean? And I, I thought it was the best thing ever. So 
I always used to drive the truck to the track for the Formula Fords in the Porsche. Yeah. And I'd get it there. I'd, I'd make sure it's washed. I'd polish it with the image of life, set it up, and make it sure you know, we looked presentable and looked professional. Yeah. So once that was done, I kind of then moved on to depending on who, who we kind of had. I was either kind of mechanic or, or coach sort of yeah. thing. And even if I was mechanicing, the kids would often ask me for just advice sort of thing and stuff. So, mm. you know, Cameron definitely covered it quite well. He's, he was very good at that. So he, he mainly had it all, all covered, but they would, they would always ask me questions that like, you know, maybe how, how starts worked or something, something yeah. like that, so, you know, sort of thing that was quite fresh to me so I could help him out with. So I, I tried to pass on as much wisdom as I could in, in the time frame we had. So I, I, I loved that. That was great to be able to help them and see them progress uh, was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I've totally forgot, Brooke. I actually, I actually did this intro for George Elliott right in the last season. And I thought because you're going to America, I was like, you know what? I've got to send Tommy <laughs> off with an epic intro. Now I'll do an intro on the actual it's podcast. It's going to be like Ricky Bobby style. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, this one actually sounds pretty good, but it, it, it will be very, very similar to Ricky Bobby, I guess. Yeah, so he gets really go. excited. I got really intros. excited and I had to do it because I was like, you know what, Logan Paul and all these guys are doing it during their podcast. And I was like, <laughs> I want to do this for Tommy because you're going to America and I don't know when I'll see you next. So anyway, here it is. Tommy Sargent, a future star in the sport, has dominated the Formula Sport scene in recent years, winning dual and national state and Porsche Cup championships along the way with a winner in the Bathurst Six Hour with his team boss, Cameron Hill, and touted as the rising star of the sport, sees Tom Sargent head overseas next year to America with the Porsche team, McElroy Racing. There you go. Yeah, sounds nice. Was like that it. good? Yeah, exactly oh. right. No, you just need at the end of something like, you know, like I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence oh, or something. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> if, if I would have sent that to you, you probably could have added a few yeah. things for me to like psych it up. But I would have gone straight to that movie and just taken the lines out of that. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Yeah. I reckon that'd be good. A bit of bit of dramatic music in the background, nice deep voice, and off we go. Oh, we can do that in pre-edits. Or, or country, something. <laughs> yeah, depending on what, we, what we're trying to go for. Yeah. So you were saying about your, your brother... He was like what the – he liked racing, liked to do the F1 thing, but then did he just kind of get over it and do another sport or whatnot? It was probably more along the lines of he – like I said, he it was all just a social aspect for him, which was fine. That's what it – you know, it's kind of what it was about. But mm. it kind of got to the point where he would just – there was nothing – like he wouldn't do anything sort of thing. So yep. dad was like to him, he said, dad said, if you want to do this, you'll have to at least help me out a bit because mm. I, can't, I can't do it all. So he kind of got to the point and Josh was like, you know, Josh was like, to be honest, it's not that much for me anyway. So yeah. I, so he 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 ended it and then pretty much for the next few years just went to the racetrack as just a spectator sort of thing. And that's just what he enjoyed. So it, to be honest, he kind of – he was with the racing and then he kind of fell away from it. And then actually at the end of the year, or this year sort of thing, and probably maybe even last year in my former forward, it kind of came back onto the scene a bit with it and he really started to enjoy it sort of thing. So – he actually helped out at Phillip Island and um and Adelaide at Clipsal there. He was gun mechanic. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he was there, um, you know, he changing tire or well, pressuring tires sort of thing. He was he was actually spike guy. He yeah, was on okay. spike Oh, really? So, so putting the car up. Yeah, he yeah, was, right. uh, He did that some of that. So he and um mainly they got him to clean the car and stuff like that. But he actually really enjoyed it. So it was really interesting because he's a kind of a kid where no one knows what he wants to do. He doesn't know what he wants to do. So he kind of floats around doing things. So for him to actually find something he likes and enjoy it was actually quite a, a big surprise for everyone. Everyone's kind of was like, wow, he's, he's found something sort of thing. So whether or not a lot of people are telling him to come to the States with me next year. Yeah, right. I don't know if I could, you know, if I have to live with him, I don't know if I can stand you <laughs> that much, but we'll see how we go. But yeah, so he's trying to look at doing stuff over there as well. So everyone's trying to kind of tell him, you know, maybe 
Maybe that's for him sort of thing. Are, the, he, are these truck driving trips teaching you to like live alone for when you go over there or? Yeah, well, I've kind of, I've, I've, I've moved out of home a few years ago now. So okay. I, I've been kind of good with that. I've been by myself sort of thing. Uh, believe it or not, I spent, this year I spent absolutely no time at home. So yeah. I was mainly always on the road sort of thing. So it was kind of like you were alone, but you weren't because you were kind of always with the team sort of thing. So yeah. as for the, you know, living home, doing my washing and all that stuff, I got that covered. That'll be, that'll be sweet. You're probably better at washing than I am, to be honest. I burn clothes and oh. it's, a, it's a shit show at home, trust I'm me. I'm a gun ironer. <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't even got to that part yet. He's not allowed. I'm like, don't touch my clothes, please. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. I found him. He puts like, you know, your, all your T-shirts, like he's wearing your Spectrum one there into like, he's like, yeah, well, I can just put this in the dryer. I'm like, that'll all just peel off, Dan. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't have a dryer, so I couldn't mess things yeah. up. Like, oh, so I didn't hang it. So, but yeah, when you don't have a dryer, you have to think far ahead though, because you got to be like, is this going to dry in time? Yeah. And stuff? yeah. So I reckon I'm better off for not having a dry. When I get a dry now, I'm like, just jam everything. Yeah. In <laughs> oh, well. That's what I was That's doing. really small. <laughs> <laughs> I had that when I was, before I moved in with Brooke, and like I had my racing gloves, my, my, my lucky racing gloves at the time. I threw no. them in the dryer, didn't no. think about it. And we got to the track, the gloves were falling apart on the track. So, you know, oh. when you're trying to grip the wheel. And then oh, it came up and then my mechanic's throwing new gloves at me. Oh. I'm tearing off. I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking can't. I don't know how to fucking <laughs> fuck this shit. I was so pissed off with myself. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I haven't put a single bit of racing stuff in the washing machine. Racing stuff, oh, sorry, dryer. Yeah. Racing stuff's banned from the, from the dryer. <laughs> Are you are you good with your cooking, though? Like, I've saw, I've seen on the Instagram page, Sam and Brooke, like, I'm you guys cooker. are struggling to cook. Or is it you're, no, the, you're the better one? You're the best gun, one. I'm gun cooker. Are you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, me. how does the others rank then? You got the other seven. Is it you number one, well, then Ollie, uh, then? Is that how it goes? Is- when we go away together, we took away our motorhome down to Winton to watch Josh, watch Josh Haynes run in the TA2 down there. Yeah. So, we, a bunch of us, yeah, we're all thinking we're pretty gun chefs. So, um, <laughs> so I took a step back and let Ollie take the reins, and Ollie's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm the thing, sort of thing. And then, next thing, he's cooking pasta. Yeah. And, He's put the pasta in before the water's even boiling. Oh. He's just oh. put the water on. He's just dumped the pasta and thinking, I thought you were a gun cook, man. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's first rule. Like Everyone knows you wait till the water boils, then you put the pasta in. Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. So besides that, he seems to be kind of pretty good, but yeah. the pasta one took me away. It took, Is it a pretty good thing, though, just shoving shit in the microwave? Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. So we had it, you know, you probably saw it on Instagram. We had a, we had a few blokes yeah. cooking show, which we attempted. So, um, which was probably not great. And the amount of, <laughs> amount of beers that had, that had happened was probably not a great time to make a cooking show, but we didn't get food poisoning. We're all right. How many of those guys, did you meet all those guys at Grenfell on those local clubs though at the time? Or did you just kind of pick up meeting the eight of them over a certain time? So was it like a few in the first two years and then a few in the next four? Do you remember your first like best mate in carts though? Well, I suppose... Oh. Josh Haynes is probably kind of the first we knew racing at Canberra. I met Ollie quite soon as well. It'd probably be around there. Um, I met Ollie. It's an interesting story, actually. Mm. I met him through his brother, Charlie. Yeah. I raced because Ollie was a couple of years younger than me, so I raced his brother, Charlie. And I remember at Canberra, at the Canberra, uh, Canberra Cup or ACT titles, I was a random grid. So I was starting off somewhere down the back, and I was, I was prob- I think I was in – Rookies, I believe it was, and I was getting—I was pretty much at the top of my rookie, so I was about to move on the junior. So I, I, Charlie had kind of just started karting, so he was starting in front of me. Yeah, and we were starting, you know, maybe P eight and P six or something like that. And we come around to start, and I'd just come out of you know 
Puckapunya or something. Yeah. Victoria, we had forty of them. So I'm coming around the start, and I'm into Charlie. <laughs> like I'm pushing him so yeah. hard, getting ready for the start. And all of a sudden, he's quite new. All of a sudden, he's been spat out to the side. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, I turned him around. We haven't even got to the start line. So they didn't start the race. So a couple of laps, you know, they let him got back into his position. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'll probably go a bit easier on this time. But no, I did it again. <laughs> so I spat him out into the grass. And and then um, I promptly got a penalty for that, as I pretty much deserve. So that's how I met I met them. Yeah. I actually bin Charlie twice before we even got to the start finish line. So <laughs> that wasn't one of my brightest moments. Um, so that's how I kind of met the McLansbury's and that's how I got onto Ollie. And then the rest to kind of happen over time. I met, I met Zach in, in, in Formula Ford. Oh, you only met him in Formula Ford. Yeah. I I can't, well, I I knew him kind of thing from karting. I didn't really kind of get good friends with him until Formula Ford sort of thing. And then the Bargwanas were probably the last of the ones we met. I obviously met Lachlan in in Formula Ford. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, kind of, Ben and Jude was one I met as well in Formula Ford. So they were kind of the last on the list. But um, it turned, all it was was a sim group that they had, which everyone just played sim. And then yeah, I don't know, right. some bright spark had an idea that we'll become, you know, <laughs> going to become entrepreneurs or jo- something. Josh, Josh pushes it pretty hard. <laughs> he on, does. On wherever, wherever he goes, it looks like he pushes it as hard as possible. I reckon it's just because the bloke's does, he's got too much time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his busted arm at the moment or busted, yeah. busted shoulder. So he's, he's not at work. So, um, He's just got too much time. His family's huge into Dick Johnson racing, or something, don't they? Don't oh, they have the old Dick Dick Johnson car or they something? They do. They got the old XD replica um, with the the true blue. Um, so I, I I actually that's where I live. Yeah, so right. They've I out, out at Royale in Canberra. There, they've got their house they live in. I actually rent their granny flat out in their shed. Yeah, so right. I walk outside my door, open my door, and there's their TA two sitting there. He's got um, Josh has got an old school Corolla there. Yeah. They've got a Cortina and the XC. The XC. So I walk out and it's literally cars everywhere. I'm thinking this is pretty cool. <laughs> so it's not too bad actually. Um, obviously I'm not going to be there next year going to the states, but um, yeah, they're, they're very big big on their their Dick Johnson, which is good by me because I'm a Ford fan as well. Yeah, and you were driving his car as well to to races as well. Is that what happened? The the TA two or were they doing their own? No, no, they they were they were doing their own stuff. They got um. Josh asked me to do the to do the um the enduro with him next year, but I said oh, I don't know in, if he was taking the piss or not. In the tra- in the Trans Am thing, yes, that's yeah. actually really cool. But do you want to drive one of those things? I have done one test day in it, or one session in it at Wakefield, and I thought they were the best things ever. Yeah, absolutely see, loved them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I reckon they're the Why sickest cars ever. That's I what Dan really no, wants to do. Yeah, okay, I'll probably I get some that's heat you. on. Yeah, no, I, yeah. For well, sure. That's what Brooke said. My personality suits it, obviously. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You'd fit right in with people like Mark Crutcher and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're a great car. Like, I drove the car once, and at the time, I'm thinking, oh, you know, this is a bit weird. Yeah, this big baggy tire and, you mm. know, the four-speed dog box and stuff. I thought this is a bit weird. And I drove it, and I thought, it makes a lot of sense now. Everything worked together. Yeah. Like, I thought the power was very suited to the tire, which was very suited to the brakes, which is very suited to the handling, which is very suited to just the whole – the whole class and how it ran. Yeah. So I thought I had those 15 or 20 laps I did at Wakefield, man, they were great fun. Oh my God. I had a great, great time. Was so, it Josh's car? Or was it No, it was um, Mark Crutch's car. Yeah. Okay. I drove. So it was, um, it was, yeah, same day Josh actually drove his first TA2 as well. So we were there at the same day at Wakefield. So yeah, I don't know. He asked me to do the enduro with him and I don't know if he was taking a piss or not. But um, I don't think he was because <laughs> you've literally won everything <laughs> since the get go. So I've been <laughs> looking at my calendar, looking at my flights, thinking, this could be possible. So I'm actually talking to him. He's coming up to Sydney tomorrow. So I'll talk to him tomorrow. Yeah, and, cool. Um, I'll have a chat with him and see and see yeah. if he's actually serious about that. What do you rate them to? Like, obviously, you've been in Carrera Cup for a year, isn't it? It feels Michelin like two sprint. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Michelin Sprint. 
so you've driven that car. What do you rate? What do you, because apparently because of my old man, which you've seen races Carrera Cup as well, he's told me that they're very hard cars to get a, get a grip of and you have to be smooth but aggressive, but there's some weird it's, angle to make them really quick. These it's Porsche Cup pretty cars. much nailed it. It's 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 like you got to be smooth and aggressive. So you got to do all the polar opposites for everything. So I think to get to drive around and, and do a lap time, I reckon they're probably if you wanted to do a decent lap time, they're probably not too bad because you know they've got the paddle gearbox, so you can't stuff that up. Um, huge slick tire on it, so you can out, you can achieve an outright lap time very very easily. I feel mm. it's always you know, it's the same with every car. That's that last little bit is where yeah. it really gets hard. So, like I was saying, they got a, you know they got a little bit of aero, not huge amount. Um, they got that massive slick tire on the rear. Uh, um, the rear engine mm. is what is what probably you struggle with. So, obviously they don't they don't turn very well all the way to the back. So it's really a skill to try and drive it in and keep the weight on the front. You've got to really trail really late. And when you're trailing really late, then you're prone to front locking. And the feel isn't great. I'm getting a bit more used to the feel, but the feel's hard. Is so. it similar to the Formula Ford then? Because we've got the engine in the back of those things. So very, uh, the Formula Ford is probably the easiest, is the best step you can do to make that transition the easiest. To career car. For sure. Okay. Um, the, the principle of how you drive is the exact same. It's identical. The way you achieve your throttle, the brake, the steering, it's just that all you're doing is transferring to something that's a bit bigger. You know, it's got a little bit more power, sort of thing. So, the former Ford is great for that. It's you can you learn how to drive properly. It's great. So, you know, the, if you have overlaid Formula Ford data and Porsche data, man, it looks very very similar. Yeah, right. It's, it's just that it's great because in Formula Ford you can kind of you can kind of get away with releasing the brake a little bit early because they don't weigh too much, sort of thing. They turn quite well. So it's when you get to Porsche and you've got something you know, that weighs 1,200 kilos is when you really start to notice you've got the weight transfer. So it's literally kind of like a big Formula Ford sort of thing. It doesn't move around as much being to the slick tyre, but like I said, the brake and the throttle trace and the steering, how you attack a corner is very, very similar. So I think it's a great class and it's and the same for supercars. It's the exact same thing. It's the way, it's a great class to progress yourself and learn driver. Yeah. When you won the, we'll, we'll go back to obviously winning the, the Formula Ford, all the shit that I wrote in that intro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you also, you said you just drove the, the Dick Johnson racing thing that you won. So you've driven obviously a Trans Am, a Porsche Cup car and a Mustang, which was a front running Mustang, right? So when you, when you went to the Dick Johnson thing, was, were they like, maybe looking at you to race supercars at that point or were they just treating you as just the driver who won the test? Were they actually like looking deep into it and were you getting a lot of evaluation or was it just kind of like, oh, he's here and pass him on to the next person? So I was probably a little bit sceptical about it. I thought, you know, obviously it was a prize from winning the Australian Football Championship. So I'm looking and thinking they're just going to you know, get there. You're going to do five laps and we're going to say, oh, thanks for coming. See you later sort of thing. Yeah. I couldn't have been any more wrong. Yeah, it right. It was the most unbelievable day. They were the most genuine, down to earth, such such nice people. I had a great time. So I was there. It was the day that the Johnsons also, you know, they had three yeah. Mustangs. So Dick, um, Dick, Steve, and Jet were all fanging around as well. So it was an awesome day like that. But I got the amount of laps I got. So I was there with um, myself and Kai Allen and Jet Johnson were the three that we drove the car. We took turns. So we did. Yeah. 10 laps at a time or something around Queensland Raceway. So it was so, like an evaluation for three of you. It was. Like, it was a little yeah. bit like that. So it was great. So um, they had all the supercar drivers because it was supposed to be an actual supercar test day. Okay. And it rained at the start of the day. So they called it off. So all the supercar drivers were there. So all four of them were there. Mm. So they were there, just nothing to do. So they they came over and helped us. So yeah, right. um, 
Whose advice did you get through from the most, though? Did Anton and Will, Will were they there probably, on hand? Or? Yeah, they were. Um, Alex was the one. Yeah, Alex okay. was the one that really spent the most Alex Davison was yes. the one. Yeah, yeah okay, He was cool. the one that probably spent the most time there helping us out. Um, so he was he was awesome. So they were they were so good. We would you know go out and do a few, a few laps. We'd come in, we'd look at the data, um, and then we'd go back out and do a few more, and then we'd come in and the next driver would go in sort of thing. So we kind of took turns like that. So it was great. We come in, you know, they have the live telemetry going, so they get to see it while they're going. So they were able to kind of tell us things on the fly. Oh, but when you were out there, they actually had the telemetry yeah, for they, that test day. Yeah, they did. Wow, so that's really cool. They were kind of like, you know, you can break just a little bit deeper here. And they didn't tell you much while you are out there. We mainly did it when we came back. But if they saw anything obvious that they could fix quite quickly, they told us why we were out there. So we did that because um, it's obviously really good because they can overlay it with a lap and they can see exactly what's going on. So they, they it's great for that. But every time we'd come in, they'd, you'd sit down, you'd go through the data, you could work out what you could do better and what, you know, what you've done good sort of thing. So it was, it was great. And to top it off, we did that day. We were then invited back there to the ride day the next day. Shelby Shelby Power had their their ride day. So we were invited back and um, I, I I went in passenger with Alex while he did some laps and he got to show me what he was trying to talk about. And when I actually got the seat from him, I thought, Oh wow, (laughs) it just made so much more sense now. And I thought, yeah, if I had my time again, you'd go quicker as you would do. So it was great. And then, they said, they said, where's your dad? And so I used to say, and they said, all right, you're driving, dad in the passenger seat. No way. So, yeah, so in a Dick Johnson racing car, you got to take your own dad yeah. around the track. So that would have been epic. He's grown up watching supercars since you know, since the dawn of time. Yeah. So he, he's watched Before that. electricity was invented. Correct. Your words. Correct. <laughs> so everything is black and white. The cars are black and white back then. So, <laughs> um, so he, he's watched that 17 Shell Mustang since, you know, like I said, the dawn of time. So for him... To go in that Mustang with me driving it, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I got to take him for a, lap, a couple of laps, hot laps around Queensland Raceway in the number seventeen Shelby Power Mustang. So wow, that's awesome. it was so special. And I thought I thought these guys, you know, they 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 weren't just here's your laps, piss off. They were actually inviting, and they said come back for the next day. And I got like I said, got to take Dad for hot laps. So I had a great experience, absolutely awesome. You know, I met. I met all the super cars, you know, Anton, Will, and Alex, and that, and Tony. I, I got to meet them, and they were, you know, they still provide me help to this day. Like at, at for example, on the grid at um, at Sandown, mm. it started to rain real on slicks, and Alex walked over and just gave me a couple of pointers for the track to help me out. Yeah, and same at Adelaide on the weekend. He was pitted next to us, and Tony helps me often, and, and Will and Anton. You even had Stephen Richards help you the last one, didn't you? We did. Steve, Stephen yeah. was there because Cameron was um, racing himself. So, so you've had, had a lot of influence from a lot of supercar drivers, just randomly, I guess. The way like through it just happened. Do you know what I mean? Like your story of events, like you've just had. Correct. Guys- I, I, you know, I haven't really been overly super involved with 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 supercars due to my pathway through Porsche, but. I actually know a lot of them, and I know uh, I'm very good friends with Charlie Schwalkholt, who's obviously mm-hmm. Team 18. So I've known him for a long, long time, and he's actually helped and guided me a lot through through what I'm doing. Mm. Um, really, really good friend. He's absolutely awesome. So I know him quite well. He actually lent us his workshop. Um, we had wow. a, yeah, at, um, on the way to Phillip Island, we had a gearbox failure at Bathurst, so we had another gearbox in. So he lent us our workshop, his workshop, sorry. To change our gearbox on the Is this for Adelaide? Is this uh, Philip Island. Oh, for Philip Island. Yeah, yeah so okay. the weekend before. Yeah, so yeah. he actually let us use his workshop. He moved his supercars out of the road. We put our Porsche in there, which was a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, yeah, we changed the gearbox in his workshop. So that was how nice he was to, to lend that to us. So it's, yeah, I know, I actually know a lot of people up and down the yeah, supercars right. paddock. So before you're going to America, were you maybe thinking of doing Super 2 like Cam or, or was there just this weird thing where you're like, 
it's a great opportunity because I remember hitting you up on Instagram going, going what are you doing in America? And I was like writing all these random teams yeah. and there's me in my head going, oh, he's signed with Team Penske. He's the next Scott McLaughlin. Oh, he's racing for Andretti. And they're just like, oh, nah, man, you're just playing it off. And I was like, the McIlroy, the McIlroy thing was just a complete spanner in the works. It was. I think, I, you know, I probably wasn't overly subtle that I was going to work. Yeah. I was over there in America. I was just tripping around sort of thing, just enjoying myself, really. Yeah. Step down, we, yeah, we did have a hidden agenda, but yeah. no one thought that was Porsche. No. Everyone's straight away thinking oh you're going over there to do indie light sort of thing or yeah. indie car usf sort of thing that's that's straight away to what everyone thinks so yeah that was a, yeah i know everyone's thinking oh yeah he's looking at the states and then yeah when it came out the the portion i think that was a little bit left a field but it kind of makes sense now you know about it yeah are you going to be roommates with hunter or you're just going to get your own place nah he's um i, I like to say roommates with will power so really? hunter, <laughs> hunter lives in indy so he's yeah. i'm going to be based in mooresville um which is just north of charlotte north yeah, carolina that's so where all the car that's correct. where all the teams are 39 of the 40 nascar drivers live in mooresville or charlotte yeah uh, penske's there i met will power when i was over there last time he's just around the corner as well so that's where they all are so mm. Are you going to get a go-kart and join the rest of them? Because I have that little go-kart That's what Will said to me, yeah. So I went to the Go, GoPro Motorplex and we were just, you know, we, we were driving past. We just left the Penske workshop and we were just driving along and thinking, oh, look at this, go-kart. And I'm thinking, yeah, US, this will be pretty cool. I've yeah. never heard of Go GoPro Motorplex. Yeah. And now I know of it. That's a pretty well-known go-kart track. So we bowled in there and we're, you know, looking around. And all of a sudden we look over and I'm thinking – shit, that looks like Will Power. <laughs> we walk over and it is. He's yeah. there just spannering his own go-kart, just running around. And I got spoke speak to him. I said, oh, hi, you know, my name's Tom and told him what I'm doing. And he said, oh, you have to, I told him we're going to live in Mooresville, just near him. Yeah. So he's like, you have to get a, go, a go-kart and come race with me. So that's on my agenda next year. I've got to yeah, find right. a go-kart, take it, um, get a go-kart, take it down. I'm going to run around the track yeah. and some fitness apparently up. all those boys have their own, like you, you'll probably join them. They, have, they, they like rent out garages yeah. and they just throw it out. And it's such a sick little track. Like it's I've seen on Instagram. Right next to the dummy grid. And, and ironically, uh, Will Powell's garage is number one. Yeah. So he has garage <laughs> number one. Um, but yeah, it, it is awesome. Absolutely awesome facility sort of thing. It's a higher track, I think, during the week. But yeah, right. they make it, um, they make it a, it's a proper go-kart track, yeah. which Did is Will Power. I don't know if you probably saw it on his Instagram. He actually flipped there not that long ago and broke a rib. Oh, yeah. I saw them in the news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Did you – oh, no, you raced in the UK, didn't you, in go-karts? Yes, I not, did the UK. Did you race in Las Vegas or no, not? No, I never okay. did Vegas. No, so, I did – Um. Uh, I forget what it's called. In, yeah, in, somewhere, in, somewhere yeah. in England. Awesome track. We'll just say somewhere where Lewis Hamilton raced. Yeah, <laughs> he probably did run there, yeah. Um. Can't think of it. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. You'll play in your mind and you'll go, you'll leave this set and you'll I'll be like, send your you'll message be like, That's it. it's something like the P- PI or something like that. Ah, I yeah. can't think of it. it you, you would know of it though. Yeah. It's, it's UK's biggest kart track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, how was that racing in the UK though for you? Because you've rate, obviously raced in Australia at the highest level at that point and you went over to the UK. Was that to like test your competitiveness in a way? Uh, so, like- I, the UK came about, I won a scholarship through Euros. Mm. which is now they've now changed to focus driver. Oh, okay. Those yeah, guys. Cool. So Ollie and Jamie, um, we did a, a, a core, a, a trial day. Um, and I was picked as the, as the scholar or whatever they yeah, call it. Scholarship, type scholarship of person. Yeah. So they, I was part of the scholarship. So they, they took me over there, um, put me in, in Coles racing. And I did the, um, the, the junior, whatever that event was called now. Was it Rotax that you were doing? Or no, was I had an I army, a junior, I army. I army junior. Okay. Um, so I, can't think of the name. It's annoying me. <laughs> but I went over and did that. So that was an experience and art. That was my first time I'd raced internationally. Yep. 
And, you know, when you you come over there and they had like 500 entries and they were all just juniors yeah. sort of thing. And it was the most insane thing. You know, they had many, many different heats. Man, we were quick. Yeah. But just I, I it all started off not well. I didn't qualify well. They got, you know, they got in – they practice obviously they a got lot on the train of, a lot of those guys test literally during the week like i've seen on um oh, who's that super gt on youtube he shows the have you have you youtube no, that guy? no. Oh, he's mates with leno norris and he's yeah. and leno norris pays for his karting right yeah okay. so all he does is he just tests all the time there so you it's kind of like that you turn up not knowing the track turning up and these blokes just go round and round and round just, so you're having to follow you know, yeah. you're trying to have to follow your way through the pack correct we called it the world's most expensive daycare center. Like, <laughs> it's just where the kids just testing every day. And, you know, <laughs> if it's snowing, they'll just go somewhere else and test sort of thing. So <laughs> I turn up there not really knowing. I did a couple of days beforehand, which was helpful, but we were actually quite quick. Yeah. I, the track suited me well. I'm thinking, this is good. Stuffed up quality because I just hadn't got used to the train thing. You know, they all got in the train, they slipstream, and they got – I qualified down the back somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably mid-pack. And I thought, no, you know, it's not too bad. We can race from there. So – Race one, lap one, pile down. You know, it goes under the bridge, up over, back over the bridge, and down. Coming down off the bridge, coming to the corner, and I just got driven over. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally driven yeah, over. Yeah, I just got driven over. So it tore all the suit and stuff. I had, you know, chain marks down my arm oh, and stuff. Wow. <laughs> I had massive bruises and stuff. I was in a pretty bad shape. Anyway, I yeah, yeah, I bounced back. But problem was, it took the engine out as it went, and we didn't <sighs> know. I thought all it did was just knocked the spark plug off the top and I thought that was all it was. Yeah. It turns out it actually bent the barrel of the motor. So all weekend Holy we were shit. running around thinking, you know, what's wrong? We, we were so slow. We couldn't work it out. We couldn't work it out. We had the, the, the card on the flatbed you know, trying to straighten it and it was fine. The car was fine. It wasn't until we put a new engine on on Sunday for the – because I, I, cause I'd finished so badly, I didn't make the final. So I was in the elimination final. To, yeah, so okay. I had to finish like six or something. I would have made the final. Yep. So I'm in there and we finally, they put, we had a practice on Sunday morning. We finally put this new engine on and straight away I was like P4 or something out of everyone. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it's the engine. And didn't work out till later that we actually bent the barrel on the motor when the car had come through and hit it. Yeah. So straight away we're like, good. You know, we should be good. All I need is finish six or eight or something and we'll be sweet. You know, we're the fastest by a mile. And we went out. Turn one, massive shunt, and I snapped the tire on and it was in the fence. <laughs> so it was an absolute disaster. Like, so we finished basically last or something out of everyone. Yeah. So for, from going from being one of the fastest people there to finishing basically last, we were like. What was the Shazzy cart you were racing that one? We had a Tony cart. Okay. Um, oh, because you were racing Cosmic back home, eh? Correct. Yeah, so, so that would have been similar. Yeah, it was the same thing. So we had a, a Comet tire on with an XC engine. We raced for Coles Racing. Yeah. So massive UK team, huge team. So we were in we were in the good stead. You know, like mm. everything was good. We, we the kid that won the event was in my was my teammate, which I think he actually now races F three now. I believe. Yeah. Do you um, remember his name? No. no. <laughs> if, I, if I watch F three, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> well, well, hopefully when this airs, we'll pop up and we'll show him on a little screen. He of races who it was. F three or F four. It's like Ollie, Ollie, someone. Oh, I, okay. I believe. Oh, I'm pretty... I think I think I know who you mean. Is he Prema driver? Ollie? I believe Maybe. So. Oh, someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I believe his name. So I'm pretty sure he was my teammate because he's got a British flag next to his name, and I'm sure that was his name. Yeah. So. He ended up winning the event and he was very quick. But so that was my first experience internationally and it was trial by fire. So like, yeah, like I said, from going from being so fast to, to no result was was tough, but I learned so much and I came back so much a better driver for that. I'd, you know, I'd, you know, not only do you go over there and you learn that karting stuff, but you see the world yeah. and you see you know, at that age, you know, I was 
13 or something or 14. Yeah, probably. right. You don't know much really. Yeah. So if I was going back over there now, you would learn a lot more, but I learned a lot from my age, I felt, and I was very – I benefited a lot from it. Yeah. And I'm really grateful So for that was experience. your first over trip experience ever? Yeah, first international. Oh, well, I, I – Racing stuff. I'd, okay. you know, I'd been overseas on holidays to America or something before that, but that was um, kind of my proper rate, first racing experience over there. So it was very cool. I learned a lot and was it, benefited a lot. Was, basing, was the racing stuff in the UK more professional when you went there to the Australia or, it, or had Australia caught up to the rest of the world? No, it, we hadn't really. We were a fair bit behind on that stage. So okay. we, we still were kind of Dad and Dave shows where you went over there. There was not a single Dad and Dave guy. It was just yeah, there. Right. It killed it off and it was probably a bit sad to see that. You know, you, you, unless, you know, they'd roll up and they had B-doubles and semis for their carts. And that that's what you start to see. So now they all had their awnings off the side and stuff. Mm. That's what I saw 10 years ago. And that's what everything wow. was. And it's know, only happening now here in Australia. Sort of thing, yeah. So that's what I saw 10 years ago is what's happening now. And it was literally we walked around the pits and there was not a single dad or Dave sort of thing. And it was this, it was actually quite sad to yeah. see that. And I remember Ollie and Jamie who took me over at the time um, – Obviously, the yeah. Euros people, they said to me, they said, this is what Australia is going to start to become. And it's so that's why we like, that's why they liked Australia because mm. you could still turn up with your dad, dad and son, or dad and daughter, and you could still do well. Now, over there, it was just no hope. So it was a really, it was an eye opener for that. And now, yeah, you start to see that in Australia, and it's very much like that in Australia now. Yeah. With your Formula Ford stuff, you tested with um, Synergy first, didn't you? That yeah. was my first ever Formula Ford experience was with Synergy, yeah? Yeah. So we um, – What was it like driving it? Because I'm you – know, I've driven both chassis like yourself. Have you? Did you prefer the Miguel in the end? Well, this or? is the problem. Everyone asked me this, but at the time, Formula Ford was just a Formula Ford. Yeah, right. I could not tell you what it was like <laughs> at all to start to save myself. I had no idea. I was just like, oh, this is a Formula Ford. And then I get into Miguel and I'm like, oh, this is also a Formula Ford, you know? <laughs> Who knows sort of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was good, but it, it was my first time in a race car, first time. It was a very – very emotional moments. How, how old were you then? 14 or something um, like that? Or? I would have been 15. Okay. I was 15. At so, Wakefield Park. Yeah, eh? Wakefield Park. So that was, that was pretty cool. You know, you didn't even have your road license and you're out there fanging around at 200 kilometers an hour sort of thing. I thought that was, you know, that was pretty cool. So I did the test with, um, yeah, with Justin and Synergy and then probably a few months later did uh, tested with Cameron and Colin and um, with CHE. So that then became the hard decision on what we were going to do. We knew that we were done with karting. We knew we wanted to look starting a future in cars, we just didn't know where to go. And we sat down and, and you know, debated it and made all the graphs and the plots and everything. Yeah. And thought, you know, this is, you know, this is a positive, this is a negative for each sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So we did that. And then in the end, we fell towards Cameron and Cole. And a lot of it was actually due to them being based in Canberra. You know, yeah, right. You know, only 250K from home sort of thing. Yeah, we thought, just move the mic a bit. There you go. that right. better? Yeah, yeah, better? yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. good. Keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was actually a lot of the reason why we did that. Um, yeah. So in the end, I feel like we made the right call going yeah. with Cameron and Colin. Um, you know, nothing against Justin or Synergy yeah, at all, but yeah. it's just the way it's played out. Well, also he's from Canberra as well, isn't? Well, he's from like your area, so it's quite easy for you to go there to look at the cars and go Correct. in detail. It was, it was just yeah, it was a lot closer, and we just kind of it was very fresh for Cameron. Obviously, he just won the champ when I was talking to him. I think he'd only won the championship the year before or something like that, so it was yeah. quite fresh. Uh, were you in his car originally or? No, so Lachlan Maneef had his car. So okay. I tested in Cameron's car yep. and then we bought uh, we bought a Formula Ford, an SJ12 mm-hmm. out of Melbourne, which was from Greg Woodrow, Yep, um, which was the one Cooper Murray ran. So it was originally 
Jack LeBrock's car. Yeah, right. The one Jack LeBrock. Oh, ran. is that the one that Imogen's got now? Yes. yes. Oh, so okay. See, I'm now. trying to follow the path of what cars are where. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um, Jack LeBrock bought it new. Uh, had it. Obviously, ran with Sonic. Um, and then um, you had a few people in between then, and then we bought it off Woodrow, and then Imogen now has it. That she bought it off us. So yeah, okay. Imogen has that. So we um we ran with that for two years. Mm. Two years. Yeah. Uh, first two years we um. First year, we just kind of trialed around. We did all the state and we did part of national. And that was kind of that. Uh, I remember my my first ever national round was my only DNF I've ever had in car racing. Yeah, right. So I, um, which I kind of blame it on myself. I kind of don't in a way. So I was down the pack in 19th or 20th or something yeah. as I was at Wakefield. And I was punting along and we, I come up, I was following Finn Allen. It was mm. at the time. So we were both actually at the same point. We were both started our same race meeting. So we were racing each other at the kind of same level. So at last corner at Wakefield, I saw an opportunity and I dived down there like a million miles an hour and I pinched a front, yeah. hit Finn and broke the steering arm DNF. Yeah. So that was, we'll get to that later, but that was my only DNF in my whole five years or four years of racing Yeah, is my only DNF. So at the t- at the time, you know, we it was my fault. I I I I was in deep. I panicked. And I pushed the pedal harder, and I locked yeah. up. So, not till we realised later that we actually had a kinked brake line. Uh, so it was. I've ex- had that. You're trying to explain it to your team. You're like, no, something's wrong because the car's going. Eep, eep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of caused a little bit by kinked brake line. But by the by, I, it was my mistake, sort of thing. Yeah. So that was my first kind of national event, and then we went to Tail and Bend, which was the supercar round, the first ever supercars event at Tail and Bend. Yeah. And, and that's are, the first time you've ever been there as well. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think we did a. I think we did a. Um, we did a state round. I think a few weeks before that. Yeah, right. Because so you I, basically need a map around that place. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, did I push it too far away now? Oh, I hit it and I bumped in the first place. Oh, it's all right. We've had a few. We've had a few that have come around and. Like, I get excited. Yeah. Well, no, some, no, pe- <laughs> some people go into a boxing match with it because they get so amped. But anyway, no, no, can continue, with close. The, <laughs> continue with the Ben story. So, yeah, so we, so I did a state round at the Bend or something and then we rock up to the Bend for the Nationals and this is the first time I'd, I'd been at the Supercars, uh, pretty much a uh, second national event, and I thought, Jesus, wow, look at this. Holy, oh, my God, like they're the supercar driver sort of thing. Wow. Yeah. So I turn up there and, you know, run around and did quite well and all of a sudden I find myself on the front row for the fight for the final race at Tail and Bend, I'm thinking, oh no, what do I do here? <laughs> so I I still remember it vividly. I had Hunter Macaray beside me. He was I was second. He was first. Yeah, okay. Other way. Um, so Hunter was beside me, and, and I look up and I'm front row. First time I'd ever seen no one in front of me. Yeah. Thinking, oh god. So I'm there. I made I made a pretty good start. I I got Hunter to the first corner. I, you know, I kind of dragged him to the first corner, and then I got to the first corner. I'm like. I've never done this before. What do I could do now? <laughs> and I broke way too early and he passed me. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of followed him. And then, um, you basically need a map around that joint anyway. Cause no, it's ridiculously don't. long. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's ridiculously long. <laughs> you don't know long. where you're going. Cause you're just like, oh yeah. Like it's just, it's weird. It's crazy. It's, well, you would have seen that super utes at the soup at the supercar event. You remember when the super ute went down the back? So, you know, you go down the back through the series of right. Yeah. yeah. Over the so one of the super utes spun there yeah. and got disorientated and went down the long track and got lost. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. It's the funniest footage ever. I remember being there. All of a sudden this camera pans to it and there's this super ute all the way down the back circuit, getting like doing circles. Like he's got no idea where he is. It took him ages. It's the funniest thing. So he's on like lap two and they're on lap seven. So I found no one put him in barricades to stop it. He's literally, he's come down the hill, he's spun, got disorientated and it's like, oh, this is where the track is and joined down the track on the long track. He was gone for 
hours down there. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. You used the TV, like, zooms in and there's this ute down the back on this long track. And, oh, he's and like, am I winning? I must be hell in front right now. <laughs> he's probably driving along thinking, oh, no, this doesn't look very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird, but oh, this must be it sort of thing. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah. Uh, you do need a map for that place. I've done it a few times now. I can get the hang of it. But yeah. when you're driving around, you're like, oh, there's oil at turn uh, 15, 18, was it nine? Well, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what corner it is. It's corner 18, I think. So. It feels like a golf course because it just keeps going on forever. And you're like, maybe, like I haven't been there, but I've been told about testing that. It's like, you know, you just got to go for that place, but you might up, end up here. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just one of those random tracks that'll spit your car it's, out. It is. It's in a great track though. Like the way that it's been designed with the elevation and how it is, every corner is different and unique. Absolutely awesome. Hats off to Sam or whoever designed it. Yeah. Absolutely incredible circuit. One of, that's one of my favorite circuits yeah. ever. And you turn up there and it's literally like, is it is it Sam's showroom essentially that's at the front? Like it's just, oh, it's like yeah. a museum as you walk in the door. Oh, he's got, every time I walk in there, there's a different car in there. Like it's ridiculous. Like he'll rotate cars through there. Like when I was there last time, they had McLaren Senna there and they got the Bugatti and a few things like that. He's one prize possession that generally is always there mm. is um, Wing Cup's uh, supercar, winning supercar with the run in the Vodafone livery. The, yeah, right. does he own that, does he? I don't, I don't know how much he owns and how much is, mm. is kind of brought in, but it is the most incredible showroom and it's that circuit has been awesome for Australian motorsport, really. Yeah. It's something we needed. You know, we didn't have this professional kind of permanent race circuit and he's bought this international circuit to Australia and it's great. I love it. Yeah. You've had also Noah Sands as a teammate. Now he's obviously gone another direction. Does he want to be an F1 star? What's his go? Oh, I've got to know. know. Oh. I've got to know. Brooke and I are deciding too. We're like, is he going to be – because you've obviously chosen Tin Tops and he's promoting himself like he wants to go to F1. Is that true? Oh, I'm really confused too. I, mean, I think he's kind of he's kind of in that stage as well. He's going to try and work that out. So he, he, He's a quick was, kid though. He's, he's fast. very fast. Like he, 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 I was in my f- fourth year, which was probably not fourth due to COVID. It was really yeah. my third year yeah. when I won the championship. You won three. Man. You won both states and a national. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. So I was. Yeah, I was. I, he was very quick. Like I was in the peak. Yeah. Of my time, and he was. He was just starting off, and he was. I had my work cut out for him, sort of thing. Like so, he was super quick out of the ba- out of the box, sort of thing. And he's obviously gone on and won the F three championship this year, sort of thing. So I don't. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I. I'm really. He's. He's spoken a bit about doing Michelin sprint or whether or not. He goes to Europe, or you know, yeah. he's, he's done the S five thousand in the year, so maybe he'll he'll go into the S five thousand. Did he did he give you a bit of advice when he drove one, or or, is, or do you, you you guys not really mates now? You know? no. Or you mean your mates, but you know, what I mean, yeah. We well, that's the thing. We kind of he's taken he's not, past, so I barely see him anymore. Really, he's not part of the few blokes. No, well, no. he isn't is, part of the few. Is, blokes. Is, there, is there a way? Like, is there no. is there a way to extend the few blokes past the eight, or is it like locked at eight? No, I think it's locked at eight. I think even I think yeah, it's definitely locked at eight. We've had a couple of applications that. Have- well, can, I, can I throw in my one because Ollie threw me a podcast application, oh, so maybe you could, honest, maybe you could swirl me into it and make me number nine. To be honest, the applications are the honestly what make our day. Seeing yeah. them. <laughs> Jenny will ask some stupid questions or something and the answers people come back with are honestly the best. Yeah, well, those eight blokes are going, oh, Hooli's too old, kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your um, your banter and humour would fit in quite well though, so it might be a strong application. Yeah. What about, so Jude Bargwana himself, we'll go back to the eight blokes, He's he. you went up, did, was it you, who went up with you to the Gold Coast? Oh, yeah. oh no, that, that trip. That trip. Josh Can you tell me, yeah, you and Josh. Oh. You and Josh seem to be the two ones doing the craziest road trips. Oh, oh yeah. So, well, we'd 
I drove him to the bend in my truck. We t- took him in the car. So him and I went to the bend. Um, I drove down with him and then picked Ollie up and Ollie and I drove back. So that was a pretty cool trip. Um, that was good. So yeah, the Gold Coast trip. Now that was, that was an interesting one. So right. um, we, Josh and I decided, yeah, we'd never been to the Gold Coast. Like, sorry, to the, to the 500, to the 500, is it? The yeah, race? yeah, the Gold Coast. Yeah, whatever it is. Well, yeah, yeah we'd never yeah. been to the Supercars Gold Coast. We thought we're going to do this. We thought we're looking, we, were, we didn't decide to last minute. We're looking on, oh, we'll get some flights. And we're like, no, we won't get flights. That's, they're really expensive. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, we'll budget, we'll drive. That, that's not too bad. So we um, we were like, we'll do this. We, we're staying at a friend's place. We'll um, This will this will work out. This will be a cheap way of doing it. Yeah. So we're like, Jude and Ben are racing up there. So we'll, you know, we'll go up there. We'll be you know, a few bloke supporters. Yeah. We'll check it all out. We'll enjoy the Gold Coast. Who doesn't love going to the Gold Coast? So I picked Josh up from our work at 5 o'clock or something on Thursday and we drive – overnight and we get to Kempsey at like one o'clock in the morning Yeah, and we stay there and we, then we get up the next morning and we roll into the Gold Coast at Friday or Thursday. I can't remember what day mm. it was. And then we have a great weekend. Awesome. Uh, I, I was good. I, I got to go around. I see a lot of people. I catch up and I, I network and do stuff. So, so it was really good for me. I got to see um, Career Couple obviously were there, the supercars, yes, our thousands of things. So it was great. You know, we did, went out and, Cali Beast, the Supercars after party and stuff. Yeah. And thought, what is that place? I swear to God, it's on my Instagram all the time. It's where all the inf- social influencers go. It's, it is. It's literally like it's. Oh, like sh- surely you boys like a, would have loved it. Like, it oh, there's, all, there's all the social influencer oh, girls there. It's, it was incredible. <laughs> and you're just, you're just rolling around and, you know, these supercar drivers just walking in between you. Yeah, like, and no, no one seems to know them. It's really weird. I'm thinking, I know who that is. You know, that's, that's because there's an Insta- Instagram. Well, that's correct. Social influencer with 100K followers next correct. to it. Yes, I know. 100K, <laughs> you're talking about probably a million. Yeah, because they're on both. And bays, that's yeah. probably where they've all well, come from. These, these pleb supercar drivers with 100k followers, they're nothing compared to my three million or something. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. yeah, it's exactly right. So, we so we did that, and we were like, um, well, so we is so the Cali was, Beach at the top of uh, like a hotel? How does it work? Is it like it's the top like of a hotel, three or? story or something? Yeah, it's okay. like on top of a building complex or something. So, it's really, really nice. It's got its own little you know, you can buy a little area and you can go there, otherwise, you just spend time all together. And it's it's got like a pool in the middle of it. So yeah, literally and a bunch of beds around the pool and stuff. So you can hire your beds and stuff. It's a, it's a cool place. Very cool place. It's very, it's very the place to yeah, go. Really. Yeah. So, um, we do that and um, great night. And then we get back at stupid clock in the morning, the day the sun's almost coming up. And uh, <laughs> the next day we were driving home, obviously Monday. Yeah. And we were like, Josh had to get back cause he had an exam or something on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's in year twelve, is he? Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, at the okay. time. So we're like, <laughs> right, we'll get back. So I was driving at the time, and I said, Josh, I'm not driving till at least twelve hours after my last drink, something sort of like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm not getting done for drink driving. So yeah. we wait and we leave at two o'clock or something. I think we leave yeah. on Monday. I'm thinking that's good. We're due into Canberra at like two a.m. or something in the morning. Yeah. I thought we can do that. That's fine. So we set off. We um, I, I have a Ute. Yeah. So we didn't take my Ute. So we were like, I, I took mum's mum's car. So she had a Jag E-Pace. So we thought that'd be fine. Fit all our luggage in. I took naive me. I took my helmet and my race bag and everything with me, thinking, you know, maybe I'll get a yeah, start. Be a so, reserve driver for someone. Yeah. So Josh and I had the world's biggest bags you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I had my helmet, race gear. We had stuff everywhere. We had a case of beer on the back seat, and we're, we're like, all right, we're heading home. <laughs> So we get home and we're driving along, not feeling overly great about ourselves, really. <laughs> thinking this is not overly fun. And we're driving along and we get to um somewhere, I think Tari or something like that. And we're like, we're 
running on fuel. So I fuel up and I'm like, sweet, we're good for the finish now. We should, you know, we'll be good to get home. You know, we're due home at 1.30 or 2 a.m. This is going good. Yeah. So we set off and just just kind of going along, put the cruise on and we're just, Josh is on his laptop trying to do schoolwork and I'm there just playing the tunes, just punching yeah. around. It's dark. It's like eight o'clock at night or something. Sounds like dudes, where's my car? Like an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and this is where it all starts to go wrong. So yeah. we're driving along and then, and then all of a sudden we're going up this hill and all of a sudden the cruise kind of starts to drop a couple of K and I'm thinking that's weird. This, this cruise controls perfect. Like it doesn't alter. And all of a sudden there's this big bang and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. I'm like, Oh, I know what that is. We've done a tire cause the tires on it were not, they, yeah. were, they were pretty much bald. I thought, all right, done a tire so i'm like it's dark so i'm it's piss and rain dark yeah. so i'm like wheel her over the side of the road get her over the side i'm thinking oh this is just great isn't it i'm thinking <laughs> now we're going to be late and all of a sudden we look up and there's and there's smoke coming from the bonnet and no we get way. out of the car and the car's on fire <laughs> holy <laughs> so, shit yeah. so josh and i are like oh shit the mm. car's on fire we you know, panic so we're like oh no what do we do so josh has got a um, he dislocated his shoulders. He just had a re- shoulder reconstruction. So he's got one arm. So he was no use. So there <laughs> I am in the pissing rain. I've got our bags and we're throwing them out on the highway. <laughs> a case of beer. Josh's laptops out on the ground. Like there <laughs> was an absolute disaster trying to get it away from the car. Yeah. And then in the meantime, the walk and shore V8 supercar truck pulls up. Yeah. They're double. They all fly out, get the fire extinguishers and put it out. Oh, oh wow. And then they were like, sorry, guys, we got to go. Like, we got yeah. to meet. So here's the fire extinguisher. You guys will be all right. I'll see you later. And they've jetted off. And Josh and I, there with this car that was just been put out, thinking, now what do we do? It's pissing rain. Like, and I ring up dad and I'm like, dad, the car's caught fire. And he's like, oh, is it still on fire? I said, no, they put it out. And he said, go get petrol, put it back on fire. You know, it's, it's insured. <laughs> so dad wasn't overly impressed that we put the, you know, we yeah. stole the fire, but I couldn't believe it. So, oh no, let's get a new one, son. Just so correct. So, it was insured. So dad's like, put Fuck. it back on fire. So he's like, why'd you put it out? And yeah. I said, well, at the time I was like, we got to put it out. Has your mum got a new car now? Cause we'll release oh, it. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's, oh, wait till you hear this. Yeah. It gets worse. So yeah. we were like, so all it was, and, so we were like, and we were like, oh, great. So the car's not, not going to catch fire anymore. So we put all that stuff back in the car and we just sat there in the rain. And four or five hours later, a tilt tray comes, gets us and takes it into Newcastle and blah, blah, blah. And Josh misses the exam or whatever. <laughs> so we get back or whatever. That's fine. The car's at, um, in Newcastle, Hunter Jaguar, and they ring up and they're like, oh, your car's here. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we dropped it off. And they said, oh, it's been, it's caught fire. And I said, yeah, that's why it's there. You know, like it's there for a reason. So uh, months later, then it gets shipped down to MacArthur yeah. here. And they were like, because this happened a few months ago, a month later, MacArthur, and they said, oh, they just they pulled all the data from the car that's gone through it to work out what's wrong. Obviously, to work out what I've done wrong yeah. driving it. So <laughs> they don't seem to have come back with anything yet. So <laughs> hopefully that stays. But um, so they, they and oh, dad's ringing up thinking, well, it's brand new. It's got 33,000K on it. Like it's insured for five years. So what's you know sorry warranted for five years so what's going on here like where's the loaner car mm. and they're like oh yeah yeah so they went back to jaguar head office got approval for a loaner car and we finally picked up the loaner car today yeah so we drove up to here sydney and got it so it yeah, was interesting right. so, so today was a part of that trip yes yeah oh, months ago. Shit. it took this long so there apparently it's had a front diff failure and it's got that hot it's caught all the plastic and trims caught fire so They've ordered a transmission, a diff, and a new wiring loom and stuff, and the car should be all right, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, so 
Well, dad actually called him up this week and said, oh, said, oh, how's the rental car, like the hire car going? Like the replacement car, is it coming out? They're going to ship it out to Young. And they're like, oh, the, we've been informed that the uh, customer has the car and the customer's driving around in the car. And dad said, well, that's interesting because I'm actually, I don't have the guy, I'm actually walking. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we'll call you back. <laughs> so for two or so weeks now, they thought we've had the car and been driving around in it. So I don't know what they thought's happened, but... We finally picked up the, oh, the car today, so we're, we've got a car now, thank, thank wow. God. So I don't know what happened to this other car that someone was supposedly driving around in. Yeah, so but in the end, we went a trip that we thought, yep, we'll drive up because it'll be cheaper, ended up not being a lot cheaper at all. It went in way cheaper <laughs> to fly. So, <laughs> so it was a disaster. Brooke? Yeah? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, we we're gonna. I was going to say, I recently won my first championship this year in Formula Ford, and you've won t- three, no, four trying to count all the championships you've won. Um, you've won four championships, but how was it like when you first won, was it your state championship or did you feel any pressure winning a state championship or did you mainly focus on a national championship in Formula Ford um, that you felt the pressure? I, I reckon there's more pressure to win your first ever race than there is the championship. That's true. I agree I, with I that. think so. I think getting that burden off and probably more mentally proving to yourself that you can win a race, mm. I reckon that's the hardest part yeah. for sure. So. I, I, my my first championship I won was the New South Wales one. I won it in 2020. Yep. And in, then won. In the shortened years. Yes. Yeah. And then won the Victorian and National in 2021. Yep. So, yeah, there was a bit of pressure on, I think, you know, uh, there wasn't, in 2021 due to COVID, there unfortunately wasn't a huge field. So there wasn't many to people to run against, unfortunately, in 2021, uh, mm. 20, sorry. Um, I'll get my dates right. So I had Josh, Josh Buckland was actually running. So I got to yeah. race him a little bit and I won the championship. So that was, that was pretty cool. I thought I finally won my first championship. So no matter what happens in my rest of my motorsport. So you had to race Josh that year, was yeah, it? Yeah, I raced okay. Josh Buckland. Um, he had the Liz Tech. So when I got that Australia, uh, New South Wales Formula 4 championship, I thought, I thought no matter what happens for the rest of my racing career, I've won a championship and you can't, you know, you, you can't take that off you. Cause at the time you don't know what's next sort of thing. So yeah. we roll back up next year. Um, um, and had a dream year. We yeah. won, you know, we basically won everything we went in. Uh, we you know, won the Victorian series, the Australian championship. And yeah, that was, that was pretty cool to win that. As, as you know, when you win a championship, it's pretty cool because yeah. it's not just one race or 10 laps that go into that. There's a lot of stuff. It that, creates a story. Do you know it, what I mean? It is, like there the, is. Your, your sprint cup challenge rate, like, race year that you've done this year, that was a story in itself. Do you know what I mean? Cause it was mainly you and Ryan Wood, was it racing for the championship yep. and you two are both young guns, but you're both vying to obviously go whichever direction you want to go. But it seemed like that year was a storytelling year. Do you know what I mean? Cause with what you've been saying all, all, all the way through this podcast, you, you're going through all these, you know, backstories and then going to the next event and you just, it seems like when you turn up to the track, which most, most drivers agree with me, some drivers who are still learning, but when you actually get to the point in our, in our career, driving seems to be the easiest part. It's it's actually getting to the track and organizing all the other stuff around it, which is the hardest. For sure, so, yeah. it's yeah. A lot of it, as everyone knows, motorsport especially is a very financially heavy sport, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So getting getting the funds to actually do that to start with is hard let alone to get the car ready and make all that happen. And, and you know, it's not as bad for me, obviously running for a te- with the team sort of thing, but for sure to get to the track is, <laughs> yeah, you get on the track, you think, oh, well, yeah, this is probably is the easier part sort of thing. It's, it's a little bit weird like that, but it's just the way it is. And I feel like as I'm getting on more and more in my career, I'm finding that out more and more mm. um, uh, for sure that, that actually 
a lot of your motorsport career is actually what happens off track rather than on track. Yeah. And you're dealing obviously now when you were, Cam was saying last season that when you won the six hour, which we can, we can talk on now, right? It was you, you finally had figured out the car. We'll go, we'll, we'll hear the story from your end, right? Because yeah. Cam's told his part. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of like you, when you've reached that point in that six hour, Cam sent you out and you topped the timesheets and you're versing all these supercar drivers. And then they've kind of taken notice of you where like myself who's raced you, I already knew you had that talent. Do you know what I mean? But now you're getting that pressure as well as going to America next year. You're getting more eyes watched on you. So I guess now is it feeling like when you go to America, like it's a bit of like a, like a breather in a way to like recalibrate and go again, or does it feel like you're just going to keep like marching on? Do you know what I mean? I'd hope to keep marching on. So I feel like with the Australian Formula Four Championship, when I, when I won it, for example, you know, a lot of people knew about it, I suppose, but it was mainly the enthusiasts kind of thing that know the Formula Ford. They kind of noticed that. So mm. then I went and won the six hour and I feel like that gained a few more people, not as much as the enthusiasts, as more probably public as well mm. that kind of knew that and got that win and, and created a bit more of a profile for me. And then I topped that off as well and won the, the Porsche championship this year, which mm. I think just added to that again. So I think it's kind of grown a lot. And as my profile has and my name, I suppose, the mm. way you put it. And so it's been really beneficial for that. And it's been great <laughs> to do it in two years and have the three kind of massive wins mm. has been really good. It's been a really steep yeah. kind of learning curve and a, and a growth, hopefully. And hopefully that continues through the state. Yeah, Cam well. brought that up yesterday because he said even when you did the six hour, you were flying around and up with the like V8 supercar guys and people were on the hill they heard saying, oh, you know, there's the na- naming all the names going around. And then they're like, who the hell is Tom Sargent? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you become on everyone's radar and that's what we've seen on, yeah. you know, your name's really popped up since oh, then. I, yeah. I think so, yeah. You have to get to those events, those high-profile events mm. and – and especially, yeah, I suppose the public, yeah, everyone knows who Shane Van Gisberg and this sort of thing. So, mm. you know, motorsport, most people kind of know who you are, especially if you've got a character like Dan here. Most <laughs> yeah. people seem to know, know you sort of thing. Yeah. Where when you get to the public, the public only really know who wins. Yeah. Sort of yeah. So I feel like when you do that, you get to know a lot more pub- public-wise sort of thing. And it definitely... The, the six hour definitely got noticed by a few of the supercar drivers because when I was up there at, um, at the DJR test, it was only... Uh, a few months or something after the six hours. So mm. I was up there talking to Will and Anton. And um, uh, did they go, what, it, what's in that well, thing? Well, so Anton was <laughs> like, oh, you know, what are you, you know, sort of thing. You won the Formula Ford Championship. So what, what have you done this year? Yeah. And Will looked at him and said, really? And Will said, he turned up at Bathurst and kicked our ass. And Anton's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So that was a bit of a, a, a sore subject, that one. Yeah. But it, it did. It got, it got noticed and it was great for me because – a few people actually watch that race. It's a great, great event. And it's honestly, that and the 12 hour are my favorite Bathurst events. She's that good. Yeah. the 12, Do you want to do the 12 hour as oh, well? Because you've got an American race. Yes. You're, you're kind of in the GT scene yes, now. So, correct. and you've done, you've done the, done the GT thing at Adelaide. So, is that obviously giving you the taste to eventually do a 12 hour gig? Yeah. Have you lined that up before you go to America or do you no, have to I go haven't. back and forth? Hopefully, I'm like, should hit Matt Campbell up and be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, on sort of thing. Um, no, but that that is my career progression and what I want to do for sure. I want to follow that and hopefully go to IMSA and yeah. then do something like Matt's doing, driving that new Porsche 963. It's yeah. pretty cool. And your dad, Craig, randomly again, he went on that My105 search and bought that car. Was that, a, was that just uh, a junk Porsche? So that was so um, the the BMW. Yeah, the M2. Yeah, so yeah. he – that was dodgy. <laughs> he bought that off Gumtree. So – 
that car was. No one will believe this, by the way. By the time these stories air, it was literally a gum tree car. Yeah. Wasn't it? So this this story is the most unbelievable thing, and it's just probably when you know the story, probably cements why it was such a big achievement for us to win. Yeah. So dad doing what he was doing at 2 a.m., scrolling on his iPad, come across – because, uh, well, we'll start back. We won – first year we ever did the six-hour, did it with Lachlan Manif in the 86. Yeah. We, you did two years of that, didn't Yes, you? correct. Yeah, okay. So we turned up there and um, qualified not too bad, you know, running around. First time at Bathurst for us both, first time in a sedan for us both. It was first for many. So our goal was to be finish and become the youngest ever drive pair in history to finish. So we're running around. I start the car, going going all right, doing doing well, running around. You know, forty or so minutes in, explode the engine. The engine explodes. I thought, ah, oh, that hasn't gone to plan. <laughs> so, you know, all we wanted to do was finish. I didn't care where it was. Yeah. So we're thinking, no, this is great. So two hours later, after we got the car back, finally, we're looking at thinking, there's a spare eighty six in the car park. We're like, let's do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> We rob the we rob an engine out of an eighty six in the car park. Yeah, put it in our race car, and then in finish. the BMW or in the in the, in the eighty six. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is, yes. fir- this is the this is the first year. Yeah, this is the first year. Yes, yeah, this is when you struggle to this when you struggle to finish. Correct. I'm starting. I'm going back so you can understand the yeah. whole story. So we we put the motor in, did an engine change, and finished the uh, finished the event and become the youngest ever drive pair in history to finish, yep. which was actually succeeded this year. That was beaten this year by. Um, Lockie Bloxham, actually, who I raced against in Porsche Carrera Cup, he actually, him and his teammates actually got that record this year. So yeah, right. we had that record for a few years. But um, did so, you yeah. enjoy the '86? Great, yeah, it's a good little car, it. right? Awesome. You know, they're they're a little bit underpowered, but for that tire and that and that car at, at that mountain it was a perfect learning learning mm-hmm. sort of thing. I wasn't straight into a, in the M2 or the Porsche where you just go around Bathurst and it's all like, oh, God, what am yeah. I doing? It was actually not, you know, a good speed to learn the mountain in. So I've only done it in the Suzuki Swift many, many years ago when Six Hour first started and holy shit, that was a shoebox racing, oh, racing V8 cars. Oh. <laughs> we just stayed to, the, we just stayed to one side yeah, of the track. Yeah, you just let them off well, that, I didn't have to change tires in the 86. Did you change no, tires? No, we didn't. We didn't oh, t- how good is that? In it's the great. Yeah. BMW, we did six pit stops with tire changes. <laughs> so we did that and we thought, Cool. We wasn't the way we wanted the six hour to go, but we did what we came to achieve. So we thought we'll come back the next year and we'll win it, our class. Yeah. So COVID happened, unfortunately. So we missed a year and we come back the next year and we won the six hour in our class. We won D class. Uh, myself and Lachlan, we thought, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was That's cool. It's a great event. We all loved it. It was a great team event, a great family event, I'd probably say. Mm. So we, uh, I remember dad and, dad and Colin, it was actually the year we blew the motor up. They were walking around thinking, this is pretty shit. <laughs> We're blowing the motor up. And they're thinking, if you want to do anything any good, you have to buy a BMW. They're the car to have. So many years go past, and we finally win the D class. And Colin, Colin, Dad look at each other and saying, "Yeah, we, it's now time to win this outright." Yeah. So Dad said, "Dad said, All right, I'll go off and I'll go get a M3 and M4." And Colin said, "Good." Go get an M3 and M4. We'll build it and we'll win. Yeah, that's all they care about the hills, don't they? Correct. It's winning. <laughs> and, and once you get a taste of it, you know why. So um, I did get a taste. Yeah, of it. it's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I like addictive. how they all agreed to this, but then Cam was like, it just appeared in the garage, and he was like, no, no, no. There's no time for this. What's happening right now? <laughs> so that's correct. That's, that's oh, no irony of it all. So. Dad and Colin had some Frankenstein master plan they were doing behind <laughs> the scenes making this happen. Yeah. No one knew anything about it. I didn't even know about this. So all of a sudden these guys are like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy an M3 and M4, one of the two. So yeah. dad's search and all of a sudden Colin looks and thinks, there's an M2 competition on this document, but no, it doesn't have a number next to it. I wonder why. So he rings up Motorsport Australia, recognition document number. 
brings up motorsport Australia and says, is this car good? And they said, yeah, this car's good eligible. No one's, no one's just built one. So it doesn't have a number. And Colin said, oh, so he's done the research. And it was like, this thing seems pretty good. You know, it's got the same power as an M3 and M4. It's lighter. It's smaller. Yeah. Why is no one doing this? So all of a sudden we, dad shifts his attention to an M2 comp to mm. see what he can find. And bugger me if one turns up at 3am in the morning <laughs> on Gumtree. <laughs> and this was in the height of COVID. This yeah. was the maximum COVID period. So everyone was locked down hard. So dad rang up old mate and said, what's the go with it? And old mate said, well, he, I don't think he owned it. He said someone owned it. They shunted it in super cheap auto in one of the bollards. Yeah. So it hit hit a bollard and hit right on the end of the chassis rail where the airbag, like the sensor is. Yeah. So it set the airbags so off. So it was a road car it originally. Was, yeah, okay. Set, yep. the, set the airbags off, the pretensions off and stuff. So he said the thing's written off. It's stat right off. So nothing wrong with it. So he, old mate that we bought it off, bought it off the other guy and said, and and fixed it all up, put a new bonnet, bar and stuff like that. And then he took the airbags out of it sort of thing and, and said, oh, I'm going to, he said, I'm, I, he wanted to track it. He took it to one track day and shit himself. So <laughs> he said, oh, I don't want it anymore. So he's put it for sale. And this is where dad comes in and says, so what's the go with it? And I'm at explains and says, so it's fine. It runs fine. And sent all the videos, like even when it crashed in the super cheap, like mm. the thing still ran, like yeah. it ran fine. So it was all good. So we get it and we, um, dad's like, oh, okay, so how are we going to do this? And old mate said, well, I'll meet you at Mittagong at Bunnings. I'll, you walk, I'll walk away. You walk around and have a look to see what you want. You then walk away. I'll drive it off my trailer onto the, <laughs> into the car park. I'll drive away and then you get it and drive it onto your trailer. Yeah. So during, like I said, the height of COVID, dad. Oh, got, so you did it the COVID way yeah, of selling. So, <laughs> they both, so he was here in Sydney. Dad was in Young. So they both met at, they met at Mittagong um, Bunnings. Yeah. Dad put the money in, in, the, in the car yep. and said, here's, here's the money, put the car. They drove the car off and onto the trailer and then never came near anyone, each other. And yeah. all of a sudden, I, we were all at the workshop working away because I was working with the Hills. I, yeah. That's where I, what I did. So were I you working on the Fords or whatever or at Correct. the time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm there and all of a sudden dad turns up. I'm thinking, well, what are you doing here in Canberra? And we walk out the front and there's this BMW on the trailer. I'm thinking, oh, it's an M3 and M4. I'm thinking, oh, it doesn't look like an M3 and M4. I didn't, you know, didn't really know much about them. And they said, this is the new best thing. And I'm like, what? What's going on here? And then um, I didn't really know much about it either. And then Cameron rocks up and he's like, what's this? And we're like, oh, we're going to win the six hour. Yeah. And Cameron said, uh, we don't have time for this because Cameron's gone off and organized a bunch of Formula Fords. Yeah. So we, yeah, it was kind of a little bit of miscommunication. No one knew, knew what happened. So all of a sudden we've kind of turned up with all this work and there's this bunch of Formula Fords and, and this BMW that's a road car that needs to be made a race car. Just like, in the front of the workshop in a way, just pushed in there. <laughs> On the trail thinking, oh, this is not good. So, <laughs> so Cameron gets in it and, takes it up the street and does a burnout and comes, you know, bangs <laughs> up the street and comes back and think, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, this thing goes all right. So yeah. we were like, oh, shit, we've got to do this thing. We're looking at the da- time and at the time we were like, you know, we've actually got, you know, we've got 10 or 12 months, you know, plenty of time to build a race car. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> it's about 12 months too short. Yeah. Um. So Because you got the cup car in there and the, and the Fords, obviously. Yeah, we had yeah. four or five Formula Fords. We had a Porsche, not to mention the stuff that they do during the week as well. Mm. Did Cam let you go to, to, to you to your and your dad, like his dad, and go, what the fuck, yeah, really? what's like, going on well, here? Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So no one really knew much about it. And then so then that started the whole process. We were like, oh, well, we'll have to build this thing. So Colin sets off and uh, – it was probably more we underestimated how much theory went into doing it because mm. no one had built one before. We had to engineer a whole thing. So we had to go to Motorsport Australia and get the recognition document and get it all sorted. So Colin sat down on that and he um, 
I got in there, I gutted the whole thing, got a container and we stuck it all in the container, all the BMW stuff. I've If anyone's listening and wants BMW interior, <laughs> man, I've got some good stuff. If you want to buy it off me, um, please do. I've got way too much. I need to sell it, anything. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I got all this nice BMW stuff because the car's got 3,000 kilometres on it when we bought it. Mm. It was brand new. Wow. So we, so we, um, I strip it all out and then Colin starts to go to work on it um, and says, we, the first thing we need to do is do the roll cage. So yep. um, Colin, far out, sorry. <laughs> um, Colin, yeah, it was like, he's like, I'll design it. Um, and then my engineer, Dion, um, who engineered my, my, my uh, Michelin Sprint car this year, yep. um, he's one of a few in the world that can actually um, stress test the cages. Yep. So Colin designed it, gave him all the measurements, Dion then put it in his computer in this CAD drawing and um, did all the testing, engineered it, came back to us and said, these are, these are what you have to use, like the thicknesses and materials you've got to use, you're good to go. So we then sent that off to Motorsport Australia and did that. Mm. Um, during this time, Motorsport Australia had no idea about the car. So they're like, well, we need a list of all the factory BMW options for this car so that we can approve them. So if the rules are with this with production car racing is as long as it's a genuine BMW part, you can run it. Yeah. So we're looking up and we start to look and thinking carbon fiber roof, yeah, that's fair enough, carbon bonnet, Carbon guards, carbon boot, carbon wing, splitter, side skirts, diffuser. We're thinking, surely not. And they're all factory options. So I, I contact Canberra BMW and I said, oh, you know, trying to make a relationship mm. with them and said, because we had to buy a lot of parts off them. So yeah. I said, can we cut a deal and stuff? So we did. And I said, is this all factory stuff? And they said, yeah, this is all stuff that you can buy factory with this car. Yeah. We thought, oh, Motorsport Australia are never going to allow any of this. <laughs> so off I go. I have to get... A BMW have to contact Motorsport Australia directly so yeah, make sure okay. it hasn't been intercepted and stuff like that. So they do that. Yep. And Motorsport Australia come back and said, yep, that's in the rules. They're all factory options. And then we were kind of like, oh, no. <laughs> well, we probably didn't want to. Like, we're looking at the price of this thing and, oh, we kind of got to do this now. So yeah. we bought every single carbon fibre option you could possibly buy and, and we bolted on this car. And taken off the old stuff, yeah. which so you're trying I to sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any panel on the car besides doors basically for sale. Yeah. So, <laughs> The steel stuff, of course. Um, yep. So we bolt all this stuff on and we're thinking, there's no way in hell they're going to allow this. And in the end they did. So we, um, so yeah, months and months later, so we you know, buy all these massive brake kits for them, the suspension. The fuel cell was probably what took the time. So we we um, we um got it made by uh, Prem- Premier, I believe it is, in the yep. in, in, uh, UK. So we, um, Colin did all the measurements and they, they made it up. That took them six months or something. So it's, it's a Kevlar bladder inside the, the steel tr- um, tank with all the fuel foam and everything. So it's proper approved, obviously dry brake system as well for the, the refueling and stuff. So that's what held us back. We, the car was pretty much ready to go, except we just didn't have a fuel tank. Mm. So we obviously, um, obviously during this time frame, we were, we were a very behind schedule. So yeah. Colin and I worked unbelievable amount of hours. It was terrifying. A bunch of a lot, a lot of other people come in and helped as well, um, which there's way too many people to name. Yeah. So they they know who they are. There without them, we won't go anywhere. But amount of times Colin and I ate pizza at the workshop at one o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah. So we we worked for weeks and weeks from, on this BMW. Yeah, from eight o'clock to two eight o'clock to two a.m. Like eight a.m. to two a.m. Mm. I'd get home at like two a.m get up and be back at the workshop at 8am. We did that for weeks, just living off pizza, I swear. <laughs> um, that was pretty grueling. Was it cool to team up, though, with your, like, your team boss and Cam who'd mentored you in Formula Ford, though? Because that would have been cool. Like, say for me, if I had Bart in the six-hour, I would think that's cool because 
You know what I mean? Like he's coaching you and he's training you at the same time he's a friend. So you, you kind of get that good rhythm before teaming up. Do you know what it, I mean? It was. It was a little bit weird because obviously Cameron had trained me and coached me for all these years and I finally got to race again, race with him, sorry. So I think probably the coolest part was was racing with Cameron Hill. Yeah. Like, you know, he um, just won the Crow Cup Championship he did. So he's um, – no, he hadn't won the crew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he just won the Crow Cup championship. And so he's every- in the Super Two at this point. So correct. Yeah. So everyone knew him, sort of thing. So it was quite. Yeah, it was racing with a, a very a lot of a very highly known person. So I was like, well, this is cool. So this was it was great for my profile as well because everyone saw Cameron Hill and then they saw that I was with him. So mm. I thought, oh wow. So who's this kid, sort of thing? So I got a lot out of it for that. But working with him and driving with him was cool because you know it's finally got to. You know, compare his data with my data, so then you come in and I got to speak to him. And said, "Oh, you know, what gear we're using here, or where'd you break there, sort of thing." So that was a bit unique and different, mm. but great, loved it. So we, um, yeah, so we rock up with this. Well, we did. Oh, it was a nightmare. We couldn't get the thing to start. We were two weeks out and we couldn't get it to start. And we're um on the phone with Barrick Linton, yeah, who's the enemy. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he runs all the other M3s and M4s. So we're the fact that he helped us in the first place was credit to him and without him we weren't going to be there either. Yeah. we're thinking, we can't get to start. We can't get to start. And then we did some bloody stood on, you know, stood our head and faced east or something and we got the thing to start finally. Yeah. And um, <laughs> A weird way turn, to start those big Yeah, it turns out we were in our haste when on the back parcel shelf there's like for the boot light mm. and the key fob sensor that like senses the key. Yeah. We had the boot light plugged into the, the key fob and it couldn't detect the key. Yeah, right. So we finally get it started and Beric's like, well, what, you know, how's it going? And we said, we can't get it to select a gear. Like it was mm-hmm. only in park. Like we couldn't get it to go drive, reverse, neutral, nothing. Yeah. So Beric's like, well, if you have it here, Monday morning at 8 a.m. at my workshop in Gold Coast, this is a week before the event, he said, I'll get it going for you. I'm thinking, well, you don't have much of a choice really. And at this time we, we'd only just got the fuel cell in. It wasn't finished. We, it was just in there, bodged up. And we're like, we don't even have an exhaust for it. So we worked same again till 2 a.m. all Saturday, Sunday, uh, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night. And then dad and I take off at about 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. or something Sunday night and drive all the way up to Gold Coast. And we got to Berry's shop at like 6 a.m. in the morning, slept for a couple of hours and took it into his workshop and he fixed it up for us. It didn't how, have- how do, I've, always, I've always looked at this through Cam's other cars in, in the six hour and whatnot, and I think he's done a 12 hour. They've got like the auto cars, but they change it to a paddle shift. How do they actually change that from the auto shift to the paddle shift? The BMW is not too bad. You can lock it into manual mode. Okay. So that's all we do is use a sequence you do and it locks into manual. Okay. So where we can, it's- And then you just transition it yeah. all across- so that's the thing. We didn't have a wheel for it. Yep. We just had the stand wheel on it. So they, Linton's put the wheel on it for us. They yep. they helped us. They hadn't had a wheel arm or anything. So they they did that for us, which was absolutely awesome. Um, but like that's the thing. It's it's it wasn't. That's why it's a good car because we could you know you can do that. You can lock it in manual, and even if you sit the thing on the limiter, like it's not going to change. Where most auto cars will just you know once they get to a they'll up change themselves. With this one, yeah. like it's actually quite. It's because it's sporty sort of thing. Yeah. So. It'll like, so it worked quite well. So all we did was fit the aftermarket wheel to it with the paddles and went from there. So it was nice not having a clutch, I'll tell yeah. you that. But um, <laughs> get used to that. The ABS wasn't very fun. but yeah. um, That's what I struggled with when I did the six hour. I'm not a fan of the ABS. No, it's very hard. And I feel like the key to it's breaking with, you know, breaking inside of the ABS, not, yeah. not using the ABS. I feel like. The, but you can't the, turn it off, can you? No, that, that's oh. the thing. So I, I feel like the, to get the best out of the braking, it's, 
it's breaking as late as you can, staying with inside the ABS. But if you to grab the ABS at that last minute, kind of when you're putting the steering lock in, I don't think that's too bad. Mm. It's, but I think it's about not being into the ABS quite early, really early because sometimes you can shock the ABS and yeah. it just goes into like an ABS lockout where it just won't stop. The thing will just yeah. fire on straight ahead. So it's it's a unique driving experience trying to drive a, a purpose-built race car like a Formula 4 or a Porsche to a to a road car, yeah, BMW. So it's a little bit different. Are you planning to race that car again or are you kind no, of just going to retire it? This is the sad part. It's kind of <laughs> funny as well. Well, we were supposed to. We were yeah. going to. We were going to turn up this year yeah, very untested and and just run around and hopefully just get some miles for the car. And all of a sudden we drive from last to first <laughs> yeah. after getting disqualified and qualifying for a ride height issue, yeah. which I'll, I'll talk about that actually because I'd like to talk about that. Yeah. But we obviously – we. Qualify on pole. I, I I qualified it on pole, which we were bloody hell. We were stoked about, and we yeah. were come into the into the pit lane there, and they pull up in front of the TV and stuff, and then they were like, "Okay, we're going to do your TV interview," and we were like, "Oh, good, okay." And then they were like, "Oh, the TCRs have just started. We'll wait till they finish because it's too loud." Yeah. And then you know, they they had an enduro race or something. So half an hour later, they're like, or I think it was forty five minutes later, they said. Have you been to scrutineering? They said, we said, no. Nah. They said, oh, well, you better go to scrutineering while we're waiting for these TCRs to finish. Yep. Go to scrutineering and then come back. So 45 to an hour later, we go to scrutineering. And by then the tyres had pressured out. Yep. And the whole car had lowered and we failed ride height. Yeah. Like we didn't realise on the diff, it had a couple of cooling fins on the diff and it just caught on the, the cooling fins on the diff. Yep. So, yeah, we admit we made a mistake. It wasn't on purpose at all. Yeah, but it is what it is, and it didn't pass at the time, which is all that matters. So, yeah, we felt you know we were pretty dejected and gutted by that. Um, but in the end, it made for a better fairy tale. Yeah, um, really. But that um, car was hooked up all race though. Like that was that was wicked to watch. I reckon we raised the ride height, so it passed ride height again. Yeah, and I reckon it made it better. The thing was way better. <laughs> so we thought this is awesome. I don't know. It's just. Everyone said it won't work because the wheelbase is too short. Yeah. Funny part of it is the wheelbase is actually longer than the Porsche yeah, by right. a fair bit. Are you it's, a fiend like me for ride height? Like I try to get it as low as possible oh, course, and just yeah. to make, just to pass. Yeah, get that yeah, arrow yeah, again. Yeah, so yeah, the thing yeah, is for sure. So when we raised the ride height, we were like, oh, this is no good. And it actually ended up being better. Funny yeah. enough. So <laughs> we were like, ah, suckers. <laughs> this is good now. Um, but yeah, so the thing was, yeah, everyone said it couldn't be done. And I think just the smaller package of it just made it a little bit better. It just handled better under brakes. I think that's where it had it. Its braking performance was so much better than the other cars. And everyone thinks they're small because those M3s and M4s are limos, basically. Yeah. Like, have a size them where you look at this thing and you're like, this is actually actually a big car still. It's way bigger than the Porsche yeah. by a mile. So it's just that, that perspective, I think. So we kind of got it and everyone's making fun of us and then – all of a sudden it wins. So that, yeah, that car's not going to run again. So we was going to, we won the six hour and dad looked at it and said, oh, had a hundred percent success rate. And, and I probably won't be able to race next year due to my calendar in the U S as well. So we were, um, we'll hold we were, on to it. Cause Jeff, my, me and my step, me and my stepdad want to race. In, in the six hours. So if it's still around, hey, I'll probably be sold we're by the time this it, podcast goes well, out. No, we're, we're not selling it. Dad's, oh, dad's okay. going to keep it. He's really sentimental towards it. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, so it is a museum piece. It is. It's, yeah, I was going to say, okay. a lot of pain went into yeah, that, Dan. <laughs> Those long nights you guys oh, went through and just, everything to get just, there. <laughs> it still gives me PTSD as I think about it. <laughs> but um, the funny part is that car ran the whole six hours mm. untested. It did one test day in the rain yep. before it went to the Bathurst. It turns up. It's got, it's like I said, it doesn't even have 4,000 kilometers on the car. 
we just bolt shit together left, right, and center, hoping that everything's done. Frankenstein BMW. Correct. And it runs six hours, not a single fault. I take it to Eastern Creek a couple of weeks ago for a ride day. Mm. First lap out, it goes in the limp mode. (laughs) Far out. (laughs) And we're like, are we just arsy? Like, what is this? Like, what what happened? In the end, we got her out of limp mode. It was just a minor technical difficulty. But yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm driving there thinking, it's in limp mode. I'm thinking, great. Like, whoa. like I don't know. The Bathurst gods, when the Bathurst gods are in your favor, they're in your favor, and they were that day. Yeah. So we, we were, yeah. I've had one moment of Bathurst where I came, it was, I think, it was my second time at Bathurst where I raced, and I came over the hill, you know, where you can't see anything? And yes. I changed gears too early is when I was learning to race Formula Ford and I've spun at the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah, and I've I know literally just it gets missed. really light over there. Yeah. It's no good. Caught me off guard and I swear to God the Bathurst gods are with me because I did not hit a wall when I was spinning down the first part of the S's. That's impressive. And then I, then I caught, yeah, I know, I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know it was impressive because no. I was a rookie. No, correct. Yeah. <laughs> you only need the down change before that or after that. You don't do in between because your yeah. compression locks. I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. And that sure. time anyway, you're still shitting yourself because you can't yeah, even yeah. see anything. Yeah, correct. You go over the thing. I know the track's here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's an unbelievable track, isn't it? Oh yeah. man, that's a special track. Tommy, it's been an awesome podcast. But before you go, we've got the Fast Five. Have you yeah. actually listened to a few of the episodes? Or you yeah. Have? You have. Yeah. Okay. So the Fast Five, do you know what's oh, it about? No, I don't. I'm no good at this. <laughs> <laughs> the Fast oh, yeah. Five is a tricky question. So yeah, we've got five, basically five questions. Um, now, t- no Should pressure on yourself. For this. No pressure on yourself. But Brooke and I witnessed the first person to ever get all five correct, which was your team boss slash mate Cameron Hill. Oh, great. So now he's, he's the episode before me, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, he was, so he's just come on <laughs> before you and absolutely that, smashed it. I, I, he smashed it, but in saying that, we've had, probably had more people fail than we have get through the three, three out of five. I'm so. no good. I can't even remember how many years I've been racing for, let alone anything else. <laughs> well, we could have popped that in a question. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You would have got me. Yeah. So the first question is, and it's a multiple choice, Tom. Oh, no, sorry. That's that's another question. My bad. I was getting you a bit too, a bit too antsy there. Uh, All right. The first one is, um, I randomly just decided to put this one in, um, is who won the Bathurst 1000 back in 1999? Do you know? <laughs> do you know your Bathurst? Do you know your Bathurst? Born. Qu- Lachlan Mansell would have a conniption at this. Oh, <laughs> you right. would know. Even my dad too. He'd be, dad's the same. Mm. Okay. 1999. Have a, I'll give you a, actually, no, I won't. Mm. I don't know if I should give him a feeling. Time, my gut feeling goes to Stephen Richards. I don't know why. Oh yes, Ugh. okay, yes, you are there. You are there. Yeah, now, now yeah. you now uh, you've you just want... got to guess his co-driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he did well Steve, there. When you see Stephen next, or he, he, he hears it on on the podcast, he'd be like, "Mate, you either got you either going to get this right or wrong." So he so he won Bathurst. With, I'll give you a hint. He won Bathurst with a Jason Bright. This isn't actually a part of the question. Yeah. Or B Greg Murphy. Was it Bright or Murphy who he co-drive and won with in, in this year, 1999? 1999. And he won in a Holden and he actually won in both both chassis at the time, both car brands, in a Ford and a Holden. I posted about him on my Facebook today, but anyway. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know. For some reason, my gut straight away was Stephen Richards and Jason Bright. But Ooh. Oh, you're going to go with that one? You're going to have to go with that one. He gets half a point. He gets half a point. He gets half a point. Okay, that's all right. I'm on the scoreboard. (laughs) You're on the scoreboard. You're 0.5. You're 0.5. Brooke's going to keep. We've got a half. We've got a half a point. Sorry, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't alive. The answer to that one was Greg Murphy and Stephen Richards in the wins. Yeah, I think the wins. No, no. Yeah, it was in the wins Commodore back then. Sorry. 
Yeah, Makes in sense. 1999. Can now, you ask me who won a Formula Four championship? That might be in here. Because I'm not too bad at them. Not yeah. too oh, bad. Got, okay, here's yeah, another one. Some... And you run this number 47. That's your number, right? Yeah. So I thought, you know what? We're going to throw... <laughs> Marcus which, Ambrose. No. Oh. Which current driver on the Supercars grid ran the number 47 back in 2013? It's a multiple choice, this one, Tommy. Is it A, Nick Perkat, B, Scott McLaughlin, C, Tim Slade, or D, Leanne Tander slash Ferrier? So I'll go over it again. Who ran the number 40, 47 in the Supercars Championship back in the year 2013? Was it A, Nick Perkat, B, Scott McLaughlin, C, Tim Slade, or D, Leanne Tander? I don't think it was Perkat or Tander. Sorry, t- Perkat or McLaughlin. Yep. Oh, my gut feeling is Slade. I'm going to have to go Slade. Yes, Whoa, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is awesome. I didn't. Uh, yeah. this, this is the first time I felt like I want to be, a, oh, what's that show, Millionaire? That, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it feels I, like this with you today. I'm watching them on the TV thinking, you're an idiot. It's easily that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Now, you know Cameron Hill. We've spoken about him all day on Who's this he? podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that boy? <laughs> the, man with, the, man, the man who smashed this, the questions the other day. Um, how many championships has Cameron Hill won? It is multiple choice again tommy is it a three is it formula ford 286 porsche cup or is it b formula ford 286 super 2 porsche cup or is it two formula ford and porsche cup how many championships has your team boss slash mate won well i know this one because i've been with him since since then um it should be three and because of the 86 one, he got ripped really I totally, hard. See, see what I'm saying, Brooke? He should have won that year. I agree with you. I, got, I agree I was, with you. I was livid. I went into his podcast, right, wrote all the questions, and I'm like, Brooke, I've done that because yeah. I do research on my drivers, right? Yeah. And Brooke's like, if you see, I cross, I do, I do all my research she, as well, so I know who I'm talking to you with you guys. And I'm going through it going, Dan, you keep telling me he's a Toyota 86 champ, but I – I can't see this anywhere here. Like, and I'm he going through be. stuff, yeah. and he did, should be. Did technically, you talk to yeah. him about this? Because it's yes. a sensitive subject. I don't oh, understand why. No, no, he went into okay, it. Yeah, right. we had a good yeah. discussion. It's yeah. sad. Yeah, he did <sighs> get a bit de- dejected when he was talking yeah. to him. No, but it's so, a good story because everyone yeah, goes through. You know, in all your careers, like you said in go karting as well, you have your wins, you have your losses, and you need them to learn. Mm. So it was good to talk to him about all that. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah. So, so you're gonna have to go with this. It is two, yes. It's two. Yeah, it should be three. <laughs> yep. So what, what's what's the – he needs to get another question right Two and pass. a half so far. Oh, and we've Tommy, got two more questions. You've got two more questions. Oh, look, I'm on the board, man. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually we'll have enough sponsorship and budget to create these cool, like, visions of, of the top of the hot – Fast yes, five. correct. You know the little, little time bar that yeah. goes on the bottom. Yeah. And I can have the I can have the scoreboard over yeah. seasons of who's who's oh. gotten five out of five, which driver. Yeah, and like can, where's you know Top Gear got like the lap time board? Oh yeah, yeah. we can have there the fast five board. Yeah, mm, just on the wall, just here. You can be our creative director. Kyle Tommy. Bush will have to move. <laughs> Besides that, we can go from there. Yeah. All right, question number four, um, Brooke. I'm going to give you this one. How many cars competed in this year's Bathurst Six Hour? Oh, multiple out. choice. Okay, so okay, was oh, it who started or entered? Because no. there was a difference. You got uh, competed. Who's com- competed? Who competed? Who started? Who yep. yep. Okay, was right. it? It's I three. Got this one. Yep. Hang on. Do you do you, yeah, do you, want, do you want answers or do you want options? I was like, we can just go straight for it. Um, a sixty, B eighty. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Right. Yep. Sorry. I don't even know what I was saying there. Or C seventy. How many cars competed in the Bathurst Six Hour that you raced in this year? Well. That's an interesting one because I started 63rd. Yep. So, <laughs> how many cars entered? I like that. You're yeah, like, entered. Uh, yeah, entered the race. Yeah, because uh, cars dropped out obviously before. Correct, yes. Yep. So, I, I believe it was 70, wasn't it? 
It was correct. You are on the scoreboard, Brook. What's he up we, to now? 60, I started 63rd, and I believe there was one person behind me, I think. Yeah. I think there was 64 that started the event. Yeah. But there was more cars. In, they just dropped out like they flies. They did. Yeah. yeah. Like I know, for example, Josh Haynes in his Renault had had brake issues, so they didn't start. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of other people that didn't make it, yes. Yeah. What was that weekend like, though? Because when I did the six-hour, there was never that many cars. Was it just... You couldn't get a clear oh, lap in, surely. It was unbelievable. When I got in qualify, I'm thinking, how good's this? So, to be honest, I enjoyed it though because it rewarded kind of patience and just, and a lot of people understood that you were a faster car and stuff. So, that was the only thing that actually broke on the BMW was I flashed the high beams so much that the mm. high beams no longer work. Really? <laughs> That's the only thing that broke on the BMW. But man, that was a good event. Like, weaving your way through the traffic, it was good being the, not the person that had to look in the mirror all the time. I didn't. I didn't look in my mirror once the whole weekend. Yeah, not once. Where in the '86, I never looked out the front window because I was always looking at. So it was like my driver coaching gig with the V8 race. Like it's constantly like you got to teach people as as you yes. go and you're looking in the mirror. That's such yeah. a good feeling when you're like, oh, Correct. I'm sweet. I'm in a fast Correct. car. I can just go for it. I didn't have to look in my mirror once. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. Now you've obviously won, Brooke. Has yeah, he won, he's, he's won got a three and a half already. So yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah the good prize for, is coming. You've passed for a top prize, which is good, Tommy. Now, for this, I'll just check now, just which presents. Okay. For this one, if you can get this one, I'll give you a dead set awesome prize. And then if you don't get <laughs> if you don't get this one, you'll get... Just an awesome. You'll just get an awesome. Yeah, you won't get a dead, dead set, set awesome, you'll just get an awesome. awesome. Okay. Yeah. So which, on. which supercars driver retired from racing in 2022 and who has replaced him for 2023? <laughs> Well, I suppose wouldn't it be my mate? <laughs> which which um, I'm just trying to think. Is there anyone else? It's but- a main. It's a it's a current main game driver yeah. who's retired and who's replacing him in 2023. Is it Chris Pierce and- that's retired with Cameron? Oh, sorry, no, no, no. Don't say that. No, 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 no that's bad. That was yeah. Okay, no, no. Yeah, the pressure is on here. Yeah, shit. We could have the we have the the, the millionaire. Oh, I was going to say Cameron Hill and Chris Pierce, but I thought I no. forgot they drove together in the thousand. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. Um, it was done all like it was all over the media when you're in Adelaide. And he was in a doco just recently. Yeah. yeah, He was in a doco as well. They they publicize it big time. Well, I know there's a new, Aaron loves just started in super like he no Yeah. No, he's super two, isn't he? He's super two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Cameron's a new driver. So, but it's not Cameron. Oh, no, it's not Cameron. No, 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 no. Okay. So it's not, it's not, it's away from, or, um, uh, it's more so about Matt the drive. Payne. He's got the new drive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And who's he replacing? He's replacing ah lethal. Yeah, Lee holds yeah. it. Lee holds there it. There we yes, go. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is yep. the So what do you got there, Dan? All right, I'll go. I'll check. My claim to fame is I beat Matt Payne at the Bathurst Six Hour. Yeah, that's your claim to fame. Do you yeah. actually really rate him as a as a, as a driver? He's quite. He he he, he just comes he, on. That he bloke, was very he? quick. Like he. Did one or two years in Carrera Cup, yep. came on really quick and then straight into Super 2 as well. And now, look, he's got um, super main game drive. But he's done a lot of laps, though, for yeah. sure. Like, he's done a lot overseas in Europe and stuff. And, yeah, he seems to be a decent driver. Did you race him in carts at all or not? I don't believe so, no. Yeah. Don't think so. Well, Tommy, here is your prize. You should be happy with this one. <laughs> it's a big-ass Toblerone. Oh, my God. If Dad sees that, <laughs> at least this will be gone before Dad sees the episode. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. That's uh, oh, four and a half. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah you're one of the top board. You'll be at the top of that board yeah. when we get it out If there. only I knew. Um, <laughs> Let's go uh, back Steve to the first Richards one. and um, Greg Murphy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Murph. I should have known. And he was in a doco too, which is what Brooke said. Yes, yeah. He was in the doco with um, Richie Stanaway. Yeah. yeah. The one yeah. that just came out. Yep. Yeah. 
before we go though, Tommy, because it's been an awesome chat. What's your like? What's your game plan over the next few years? Do you want to just see how America plays out? Do you want to race over there? Do you even want to have a go in a NASCAR? Like there's the lower <laughs> Yeah, that's NASCARs. what I wanted to know. I was thinking, is it <laughs> yeah. NASCAR? You so, did mention Indy, so uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, look, unless something goes happens, no, na- no NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably not yeah, IndyCar as well. My my goal at the moment is to is to win the the Porsche North America Porsche Crow Cup North America series. Yep. And then transition to IMSA. So. I uh, ultimately the pathway seems to be which Carrera Cup as um, North America seemed to be trying to push a bit now is rather than the junior Michelin junior program to take you to Europe is more that pathway into IMSA. So yep. that start in the GT3R in the G in the um, GTD category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, then step up into LMP cars and then finally the DPI cars, which are now. DPH. So uh, ideally, you want to go the Le Mans route, really, like yeah. like Matt Campbell. Yeah, correct. Will he exactly be like Will he be mentoring you through McElroy um, or not really? So, uh, good question. I I know I know Matt. I've met him and stuff. He's been really good in just trying to help out uh, the transition, I suppose, mm-hmm. into the US and stuff. And hopefully, hopefully that yeah that connection will come in handy. Yeah, with that. So yeah. cool. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, yeah, Tommy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Been great. It's been awesome. Good. Good chat. Well, yeah, it's not bad to have yeah. a chat, is it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. When you come back in four years, just come back on the podcast and tell you I'll out. let you know when I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah get an update. Yeah. Make Brooke, an appearance. Brooke yeah. and I will be married by then. So. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> he sure doesn't pop the question. Are you guys engaged or no? <laughs> no. Oh, so yeah, it'll have to be hurry then. There we go, Tommy. We've got a bit of pressure now, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's that's probably the only thing more expensive than race cars is a wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. One of, my, one of my Formula Fords will go. Or I start my own Formula Ford team. That's that, true. That's, that's, yeah. That might be good. Yeah, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. I, I recommend. Oh, see, when's when's the new car coming? They're getting a new car. Oh, the Formula. F- Actually, we haven't spoken about that. Yeah, it, it, did you hear about the Tasmania thing? Yes, they're going to Tassie. Yeah, Tassie. Wow, it's full it, on. I haven't I haven't heard anything about the new car. By the way, neither. I think it's dying a death. I think it's a bit. It's a bit like the Gen Three. Everyone's just. Oh yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. And now even Gen Three is a bit behind schedule. Yeah. Still, the thing is, what I see with the new before we go, obviously, what you've seen is transitioning Formula 4 to what it is. Like they've tried that in the UK and America and even F4 in Germany failed. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. So if you change Very the Formula right. for what it is, it's cheap. Brooks come and said like yeah. how they how they're going to have guys who turn up for 45K grant, like that's their budget like myself, into a 200K budget. But yet you've also got the the travelling costs. Do you know what I mean? Like, Correct. Tasmania seems a little bit out there. That's yeah, why I said yeah. when Dan brought that up, I was like, ooh, mm. I don't know about that. I know the Tasmanian, Tasmanian government subsidised the travel a bit, but I don't know how much that is. Yeah. So, but yeah. like Formula Ford is great bang for buck. Like literally, I, you go to Wakefield, in a Durotech you can do a one-minute one. I'll go there in a cup car and do a one-minute, maybe a 59 sort yeah. of thing. Like it's bloody hard. quick. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. seriously quick yeah. sort of thing. That's so, why I love driving them. Like, they're great. And you raw driving too. Like I – I miss it so much. You have no idea how much I miss it. The being out, the, the feeling of being able to feel everything, just how raw it is, and the, the H pattern gearbox, the clutch, and everything like that. No power steering, no boosted brakes. It's proper. Yeah, it's a good car. It is awesome. Yeah, and, um, and I, you're suggesting that you know by the time this podcast comes out, that I should be a Trans Am driver. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Man, I highly yeah. recommend. I, yeah. I, I just, recommend. 
just in case anyone C- wants to sponsor the podcast yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> if Porsche see this, I'll probably be upset I'm not punching, uh, yeah, <laughs> promoting the Porsche path, but the yeah. Trans Am and TO2 path is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome cars. Yeah, well, hopefully we see you in it with Josh in his yeah, car I'll, and a co-drive. Yeah, he'll, he won't hear this till later, but I'll, I'll chat him tomorrow. Don't worry, I'll hit him yeah. up. <laughs> so you're actually serious about this? Because we can make it happen. Yeah, it's, it's on a podcast, Josh. Yeah, yeah. It's on a podcast. You have to do it now. Yeah. So anyone listening, it was a great event. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's out there. Yeah. Anyway, I've cheers, confirmed, Tom. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can also find the full episode and highlights on YouTube. Yes, you can see your favourite guests and us on camera. All the links are in the show notes and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next week for another awesome episode.